Trending Insurrection. Hey, this is Lou, and I'm here with Dave. Hey, Lou, this is Dave. I'm here with the incomparable Lou. Dave, you are an, aff- you are an affable bloke. Mm. Uniquely qualified for this day and time. Thank you. See, I went up to you. <laughs> uh, well, you can you can do that. I yeah, mean. yeah. See, see. There you go. I'm not mad at you at all. Hey, this is trending insurrection, and have we got a doozy for you? Um, good news for all you comic nerds out there and geeks. We actually have presenting a new Batwoman series. David. Yeah. My friend, you were telling me something about that. Please. I was telling you that um, it has got uh, come under fire. Go on. Because it, it is a intersectional. Um, it, it has been intersectionalized, right? So they basically have changed it into um, a. There's a lesbian Batwoman, and uh, this has become the whole story now. She has a girlfriend who gets uh, kidnapped, and that's what prompts her to become the Batwoman. Um, and then she takes over, basically, the Batcave and, and all of that, and claims that... Uh, it, but she does it um, entirely, you know, with a an attitude of girl power and women are the best, and she completely uh, um, ignores the fact that it's literally... She's taking over Batman's position, right? So this was a guy who invented all the gadgets and did everything paved the way for this to occur um then there's another man who alfred in the in the uh, show and she demands that he fix the bat suit which he says wait there's there's nothing wrong with the bat suit what do you want me to fix about it he's like well when it when it fits a woman it'll be perfect so and then uh she goes around and basically there's another quote in the um the trailer which has come out and people have pointed this out and said that she says i will not let a man take credit for a woman's work when she's co-opting the bat cave the bat car all the bat gadgets and the bat suit and the whole batman name and mythology and this was all done by a man like everything was set up by a man she couldn't even modify the suit herself she had to have alfred modify it for her right so what exactly is she doing that a man is trying to take credit for? It seems to me that she is the one taking credit for all of the things that the men have done. <laughs> I can see this rankles. <laughs> You're rankled about this. I, you know what? I, you know, I, I okay. I'll, let me give you some background. A little bit. I'm a little bit rankled, but more, more to the point, I think it's hilarious, and I think that the uh, the comments on the video, for instance, on YouTube, um, this had so many comments, and actually, some of the comments from the other day have been removed, right? So YouTube is is uh, I don't know if it's YouTube or if it's the moderators of the CW there who were trying to remove comments, but, but I mean the comments that were extremely funny and getting ranked up so people were starting to notice them and people have made videos about them so we know they were there and we have the video evidence that they were there and now they're gone i was looking today and and uh actually the second highest comment was if you delete one comment two more will be written in its place hail hydra so that was that was the best (laughs) i think that was the best current comment and it was like 
hey, listen, there's just no point. I mean, I wrote a couple comments myself. I was like, well, if they're going to just delete these things, then I'm going to go ahead and put put my own two cents in there. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they're moderating it so that the comments are going down. But the Internet is upset at this. Oh, by the way, the video itself, the down ranks, when I last looked at it, were something like it was almost 300,000 down, down votes to 60,000 upvotes. Let me give you some historical data, my friend. Sure. Okay. A record of 4.5% of U.S. adults identify as LGBT, Gallup estimates. It might be higher, it might be lower. You know how I feel about polls. You know, but, you know, let's let's go high. Right, and it, it used to be that, um, you know, they, were, they had a hard time breaking 1% back in the 90s. Yeah, so it's a record. So they're saying, so it might be higher, it might be lower, I don't know. Gay characters on television. 2018 has been a bad year for LGBTQ community in politics, but it has been a record-breaking year in media, according to GLAAD annual TV diversity report. LGBTQ representation on television hit a record high this year. That was in 2018. With 8.8% out of 857 series regulars on broadcast, TV openly identified as on the gay, trans, or queer spectrum. And for the first time, LGBTQ people of color outnumbered white LGBTQ characters on screen by 50 to 49%. Okay. And so, in the comic books, Batwoman has been open... Uh, 50 to 40. So white was 49% and non-white was, which I'm assuming is everything else, was 50%. Where's where's the other percent? No, 49% was white. Right. 50% was non-white. Where's the other percent? We'll talk about that I, later. I mean, there's got to be... We'll, we'll talk about it later. It's only 99%. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a little OCD. I'm going to want to know don't where that... Don't judge the... I want to know where that other percent don't went. Don't judge the data. Okay. <laughs> I want to know where that, that other percent went. You heard what I said, sir. You have made a powerful enemy this day. <laughs> I'm just reading the data, man. Leave me alone. Okay. Batwoman has been openly gay in the comic books since 2006, when she was reintroduced as a lesbian of Jewish descent, Oive, who found a love interest in former Gotham police detective Renee Montoya. DC Comics representatives said that at that time they made a decision to better reflect social diversity. The TV adaption was announced in July. Okay. The va- Renee Montoya? Uh, that's, Are you sure you're not girlfriend. missing a few names there? Uh, well, uh, that's all I got. Uh, okay, so now there's more. Renee and Diego Montoya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You killed my father. Prepared to die. There's more. There's more. There's more. Okay. Now, you you were talking about (laughs) complaints. It seems that this show is also getting complaints. From the other side. From the the side of people who believe (laughs) that that, 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 that Ruby Rose leaves, according to the Washington Post, Ruby Rose leaves Twitter after criticism that she isn't gay enough for Batwoman. Well, is she gay at all? Some corners in real life. Wait. Some corners of Twitter and Instagram are criticizing actors who have been cast to play gay characters on screen, leading one of them to abandon the, the platform. 
Over the weekend, Australian actress Ruby Rose quit Twitter and shut down public commenting on her Instagram account after receiving a backlash over her being cast as Batwoman for Greg Berlani's series of Arrowverse shows on The CW. Part of the fervor, 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 F-U-R-R-R, entered in on representation of the DC Comics superhero who is a lesbian. Well, that's the first time I've uh, heard confirmed that this is an Arrowverse show, right? That's that's interesting. Before abandoning Twitter, Rose got in a few final treats about the n- tweets about the negative reaction. I said t- treats <laughs> to her casting. Where on earth did did Ruby? is not a lesbian, therefore she can't be Batwoman come from. You know what? I thought this was acting. Never mind. Sorry. Um, Oh, my goodness. Acting? uh, 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 Like... Okay, never mind. Has to be the funniest, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, tweeted the actress, whose casting was announced last week. I came out at 12. So now we've got lesbians having to defend how lesbian they are. Never mind. Um, I came out at 12. She is gay, but not (laughs) gay enough. Wait, wait. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the criticism. Now now we're having culturalism from, from, from the, we're having culturalism from the, from the left, where the left is now saying, well, wait a second, because I've heard, as a minority, I've heard many people say, well, you're, you're not black enough because for some reason there's supposed to be some way that black people act, speak and 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 carry themselves. Or you're not, you know, and so 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 now there's Are you culturalism. Me you don't have any street cred. I thought you had street cred. That's why, that's my, why I'm doing this thing with you, man. My friend, you don't have street cred. I guarantee you, <laughs> I have no street cred at all. <laughs> okay. Now, if you're talking about antiquing, <laughs> interior design. Oh man. Perhaps blowing up things with ordinance. Well, now, now you, you've blowing got, up things with ordinance. I'll tell you what, we you, can talk about that all you've day. Got, you've got me right there, sir. That's, that's where you have me. Or other things. I try to be a, try to be a renaissance man and, and, and broaden my interests. But as far as having street cred, no, I can't even speak slang. It sounds weird. So, uh. no, no, I'm British, but British people have uh, street cred. But uh, among them, I'm stayed. Okay, so, 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 I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, so, she's not gay enough. I, I don't know what that means. I guess that she... What's a gay enough woman? I mean, isn't the rule supposed to be I like members of the opposite of the same sex, so that makes me gay? Now, is there a way I'm supposed to act when I like members of the same sex? That that seems weird to me. I don't know. Uh, I am I may not be the person to ask what makes you gay enough. I, I just don't... I don't really care, but I mean, I, I thought it was kind of binary, but now, okay. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I, I think you are. Maybe that's what non-binary I, means. I, I think I think you are. I think I think you're a person who can ask that question because, quite frankly, that's like me saying, me saying, looking at you and saying, <laughs> David, you're not white enough, or you know what, you're 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 not uh, libertarian enough, or you're not. Or whatever you are, I mean, saying you're not you're not man enough. Well, I'm not libertarian enough. I mean, libertarians uh, these days are all for open borders, and if you're not for open borders, then you're not libertarian enough. However, what I I think that, um, you know, really the thing is, but when it comes to culture, let me interrupt you for a second. Okay. When it comes to culture, those those targets uh-huh. are are different because culturally, 
when it comes to when I say culture, I mean as, as far as ethnicity. Um, culturally, uh, you can be a you can uh, your your color, and I'll say I'll say scientifically, there is more genetic difference in the size of your airlobes than they are in the color of your skin. Mm. So, so culturally is what we're talking about here. So culturally, the, the, your skin color has really very little to do with who you are. And so it's difficult for me to say you're not. And then sexually, that's like somebody saying to me, Louis, uh, sir, you're not heterosexual enough. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So I sleep with women. Mm-hmm. Well, you Not only, women, you only, only see one, with woman. one woman. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, fix there, it. There you go. Fix it. Fix see, it. that's why right there. If you were really heterosexual, <laughs> you would sleep with as many women as you no, could. See, there you go. I, I, I <laughs> sleep. I, I, I sleep with one woman in particular. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for helping now. me. Thank you, thank you for helping me. One woman in particular, and that's like someone looking at me and saying, "Lou, um, you know what? You're not heterosexual enough." That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's stupid. Wait, wait, hold, hold my Dr. Pepper. Because <laughs> you're about to, you're going to hear some dumber things on this show, I promise you. I don't believe so. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just think, uh, I think if we keep going down this particular rabbit hole, we're going to hear some dumber and dumber things. I, I just, wow. I, you know, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, so listen, I mean, I don't even think that that's necessarily something that you would, that's, to be gay doesn't necessarily make you a better actress or actor. No, no, like, you're an actor. Right. So you could you could act the part. Um, you know, you could do a girl-girl kiss without being a lesbian. Or, or a guy-guy kiss without being gay. I don't know about that. I think that makes you gay. Oh, come on. See, there you go. <laughs> there you go. You do the part you're getting paid to do. No. Well, okay. I guess the, that's where part you're getting paid. I guess do. that's where negotiations come in because like Listen, you need to know what Holly Berry what part. had to show all of her business on the screen and of course she got paid for it. She got an Oscar. But you do the part. You were paid to She do. negotiated. She negotiated. You do yeah. the part. No, no, no I mean, but do. here's the thing. I'm saying, like, if, if I show up to a set yeah. and I'm an actor and you're like, okay, now there's the kissing scene. You got to kiss great, Lou. Great, great. Who am I? Whoa. You got to kiss Lou. I mean, at that point, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hazard this, pay. This is not my contract. <laughs> Hazard pay. You're not you're not getting this out of the current contract. Hazard pay. <laughs> and, and quite frankly, I would have a clause in the contract that says, you know, no gay stuff. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. As an actor, I'm personally not going to do that. Now, I may not get. There may be a lot of parts I don't get for that, but as, I'm as not going to do it. I know a lot of a lot of men will not wear dresses. That's one of their clauses. They say, "Don't. You're not going to put me in a dress." Right. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> you're not going to put me. In a, and a lot of men have decided that that is where they draw the line as far as the sexuality. They say, I'm not going to be ever seen in a dress. Why, you always got to put men in, you know, that's, you know. That, well, you know, that that is something that, um, it, you know, a couple years back, that was the line that they wanted to push, right, was the cross-dressing thing. And they would always find these comedic situations to put men in dresses. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that you would, if you didn't want to do that, you'd put it in your contract and say no. I think that those are the kinds of things that you have to really you know define and you have to have a good agent who will put those kinds of things in your contract and fight for your clauses and if if it's if they're not going to give you those clauses you just tell them listen uh this isn't this is a deal breaker for me and then you walk away yeah 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 but you know 
I have to say, I am very disturbed mm-hmm. by by the what's the word? <laughs> I am very disturbed by the apparent lack of respect for the culture for the cultural norm. I was not pleased to see to see a black kingpin. I was not pleased. Oh, really? Why is that? Because in the comic books, Kingpin's white. Okay. What do you, how did you feel about... Um, so, I didn't have a big problem with that, I actually. Had a problem, I had a major problem with that. I don't like when you change. How do you feel about Nick Fury? Nick Fury... Well, I mean, you could... I didn't, I didn't like the idea of changing Nick Fury's color, except that... In the, and, and only because in the trope, he's not... But then in the comic books, the same thing with Green Lantern. But uh-huh. then Green Lantern has had, had many faces. So that character mm-hmm. allows you to change color because anybody can be a Green Lantern after the last one dies. So that one's fine. Your Green Lantern being black, not an issue for that. But for, and, and, and quite frankly, Nick Fury <coughs> as a black person, I can see that. He's a head of a, he's a spook. You know, so spooks can look any color. But my issue is for. So um, I just want to point out Kingpin in the comics was a mob boss, right? So, like, he was. His Italian heritage was part of the, the whole uh, thing. Exactly. So, okay, I can, I can see that more than, like, Nick Fury. I just feel like, you know. The Falcon, you know. Um, you didn't have a problem with that? Uh, the Falcon could be any color. I think he was black in the comics too, but if you made him a white person or a white woman, I would uh, I, I wouldn't even care. But that that certain characters because there's no but the, you know a, a black superman. I'd have a problem with that. Uh, if you did an Asian superman, I'd have a problem with that. If you did a Hispanic superman, you know a long I'd have a time ago. What about a half Asian superman? Uh, once again, <laughs> because it, Dean Kane has pointed out that he is half Asian. It doesn't matter. He doesn't mm-hmm. look full Asian. He doesn't look full <laughs> Asian. So, so it's not the culture, as we're ta- we're talking about the image, because it it plays with the tropes that I've grown up with. And ca- all of a sudden, Star Wars comes out, and they they recast Mark Hamill as a black guy, or as an Asian guy, or as a Hispanic guy, or an Indian guy, or as a. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, wait a second, isn't isn't Luke supposed to be? So, yeah, shaking things up for the sake of shaking things up can be successful if you do it within the right context and with the right character. You know what a lot of people had a real problem with way back? Um, it, man, it was years ago now. I don't even know how long ago. But um, when, uh, what was the name? Tuvok yes. was a Vulcan. And people were like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. There are no black Vulcans. Let me tell you why. And they like started, you know, going down through the, you know, the the fact that there was no variation in in environment or temperature on Vulcan. It was all pretty much the same. So it would have all been uh, uniform. And I'm like, you see, that's an evolu- <laughs> That's why I, I I fight against evolution because mm-hmm. evolution. That's an evolutionary thing, meaning that black. No, I understand. I understand. I and I didn't necessarily buy it or agree with it but i mean they they said that it was actually had been established in some of the canonical uh books at the time that there were no black vulcans and so then all of a sudden they come out with a black vulcan simply for the sake of diversity and a lot of people had a problem with that i didn't really care i cared more that the show sucked but i mean yeah 
after our, that, maybe I would have cared about the Black Vulcan. But, um, you know, that was, that was uh, what was it? The uh, uh, Voyager. That was Voyager. So I was, liked Voyager. But, mm. And I'll say this. At, I was at first disturbed when I saw a Black Vulcan. My first Black Vulcan. It was an experience for me. <laughs> but nonetheless... Nonetheless, right. I quickly got over it because I liked his acting. I thought he was pretty cool. But that didn't that that was kind of it, it, it bothered me for a bit. But when I re, when you realize that there and that's one thing you don't recognize, color the diversity of color is written within our genome. In fact, um, many people have stopped talking about their particular genome because they've done <laughs> cultural background checks and they find out that they're mixed up with different ethnicities <laughs> from down the line and they thought they were white or they thought they were black and it turns out they have other colors or other ethnicities mixed in there and so that and so and, and let's face it if you believe that the birth of civilization is in ha ha happened around the Euphrates area or in Africa then most people who come <coughs> from dark the first man was a man of color anyway so if you want to think that way even if you if you if you decide that you want to think oh well, wait a minute it doesn't you, somewhere down the line you're related to somebody who's a different uh, uh, different nationality from you very few people are 100% of a certain of a certain ethnicity and so so even that 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 cultural stuff that we try to divide ourselves into it doesn't work much less the sexual stuff why do i need to care who you sleep with Oh, because that's super important. No, that's, that's, no, no. Yeah, I don't care you sleep with. Uh, well, uh, good. I'm not sleeping with anybody at the moment, so it would really disappoint you to find out. We're taking application. <laughs> I, I promise you, I don't need to know about your sexuality. Well. It's none of my business. It. There is. Why do you need to come out? Why, wait, why are we coming out? I've not, that's my point. My point. The, the whole idea. Of well, coming you gotta, out in the first place. You gotta let your parents know they ain't getting any grandchildren. First of all, that's that's the important thing. Come out to your parents. Okay, I can understand that because you need to say, Dad, listen, you know about your line continuing. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Okay. You're, you're, I'm the last one. You know, <laughs> so you need to let them know. I think you're right for that. But other than that, who cares who you sleep with? Well, it. I'm so not, it is. There's a philosophical reason for this, right? Because there is. Um, being gay has to touch certain philosophical touchstones. They're very important issues. Um, so if you go to, you remember, let's go back to this whole concept of uh, modern versus postmodern, right? If you're gay, you have to say certain things about gender. Now, it, it's there's a lot of different ways you can uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, pervert. The concept of gender. You could say, well, men men can be with men, and that's no problem. That doesn't make any sense in the real world. It doesn't make any sense in the physical world, right? So men and men being together don't produce offspring. So the same thing about women, same thing about, you know, I'm a man, but I want to be a woman, or born in the wrong body. All of these things, basically, what you're saying is, I disagree with the world as it is designed, the physical world as it exists, I think that something else should be the case. You're arguing with, in essence, the creator. Ultimately, all of these things are 
um, disagreements with the physical world, the reality of the world as it exists, and therefore disagreements with let's forget, whoever created let's the world. Let's forget the God thing. Right. Let's forget but the even God thing. But even if you don't That's include... That's what I'm saying. If you just... And I, I, dis, I d- believe... I disbelieve in macroevolution. Microevolution, fine. Macroevolution, I, pro- is, is, uh, I disbelieve. Uh, uh, so, you know, I don't believe in that. But what I do believe in okay. is that if you... Let's say you believe in macroevolution. Isn't it amazing that for thousands, millions of years, for the species to procreate there have been couplings between the X and the Y. Well, this is this is also how I uh, often present this to people. Uh, whatever, me- and this is, I've heard this before. This, you know, I got this from somebody else. Whatever mechanism you think brought you into existence, brought you into existence with a gender and a purpose and a role that is related to your physical gender. Exactly. Um, it, you know, men are stronger than women, for instance, right? So you go into the sports and you look at the the transgender women who are going into, or transgender people who are, uh, let's say, male to female, going into female sports they're and killing identifying them. as women. They're killing them. Yeah, they're doing they're doing a lot more as far as physically, uh, you know, fe- uh, male to fe- uh, male to female weightlifters and all this nonsense. Like, it's wrong, man. It's, it is... You, you, you shouldn't be able to compete. Yeah, listen, if you're going to have co-ed sports, and this is, I think this is really what it comes down to, if you're going to have co-ed sports, co-ed there's classes. a reason for co-ed sports. Yeah, have co-ed and classes, meaning you're, you're a man who identifies as a woman, but you're still going to compete with men because your genetic structure well, they, and your muscular structure, your musculature is still that of a man. So you, you compete with men. If you're a woman, then you compete with, if you have a... In, in, in so certain, they're actually saying that the transgender people should compete with other transgender people and not not with the women or with the men. No, I disagree because you still, because transgender, they're still, they're, gene, they're, they're still their genetic and musculature makeup. And so I don't care if you're transgender. If you're transgender man, you're still a man. I really can't tell you how much I don't care about any of that, but <laughs> but the thing is, um, I I don't know that I don't know that no accommodation would would be acceptable to most people, which is uh, which is what we're really come down to, right? Because it's not about that one individual. Nobody nobody really cares what, if one person is upset. It's society as a whole is looking at these people and saying, well, yeah, they shouldn't have to compete with the men, but then at the same time. There's no way they should be competing with the women. I mean, uh, I think MMA is probably the worst case of that. But, I mean, there was a, a transgender fighter who was male to female and then got in the ring with a woman and basically just just destroyed her. Because um, it's a guy, of course. Yeah. And the, the, the female in that particular case said that it was the most outmatched that she's ever felt. In other words, she could tell that she literally had no chance of winning almost immediately. And and you know, I know that to be the case from personal experience. So, so yeah, we talked about that on our last show. So uh-huh. my my issue with all of this foolishness and goobly gob is 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 that it's foolishness and googly gob. And for some reason, society has embraced uh-huh. this. Not, listen, it's I'm postmodernism. Not, I'm not saying that if you want to sleep with a man, that you need to be ostracized and treated badly. I'm not saying that if you're a man. 
I'm, or if you're if you're a woman want to sleep with women you need to be treated badly and you shouldn't get equal pay and you shouldn't get no I'm not saying that but what I'm saying is well you're if, a woman so you're already not getting equal pay it, well well that is that that is true <laughs> in cer- in certain fields yeah certain fields no, that, is, that is true I actually or I was you get saying more, that as a joke or you get more, or you get more pay depending on what field you're in but uh, but but that that's beside the point <coughs> go the for fact, it the fact is I'm not saying any of that what I am saying is that now you're gonna tell me you're a man. Your name's George. Yeah, n- not that you're a woman trying to be, or even if you got a sex change because you want to become. You know what? Let's say that we had the opportunity to change, like a like a shape shapeshifter. Mm. I had a dream like that one time, and we could become different animals, different. We could become a man, a woman, depending on what, whatever we wanted, and we could take on the characteristics of that. That's fine. I'd, I'd become skinnier, <laughs> but that's about it. That that that's fine. <laughs> But the fact is, you're still a shapeshifter. If you're a woman or a man, and you decide I want to be the opposite gender, or quite frankly, pretty soon, that I I, I want to be a bit of both. You, you know, pretty soon there'll be I want to be a dual gender, where so I want male apparatus and female apparatus at the same time, and so it. it it's your what you were born with, unless you're hermaphrodite, which is a totally different thing. What you were born with defines who you are, especially in sports. Well, it so, has to. Um, the the truth is, even with hermaphrodites, which which the technical term now is intersex, um, they aren't really born as intersex. In other words, there is there is no case that people can show of a person who is intersex who can both impregnate and be impregnated. No, 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 I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, let me be clear, very, very clear. I have a family member to be, it's amazing how I have, always have, have all these experiences. I have a particular family member who's dead now, mm-hmm. bless, bless his heart, but he looked like a man, but had a womb. And, and unfortunately, he even got pregnant, you know, but he looked just like, like you or I, just like a guy. And so, so he was a hermaphrodite. So he had. So his issue was. Well, I don't know if that makes you hermaphrodite. Well, In he, other words, that makes you a woman. He he. Well, he was he was a woman who was hermaphrodite. So he had. I, so he. Geez. And his parents made him. His parents at at birth decided that he would be a guy, as opposed to a girl, because he looked more like a guy, and so it really messed him up because he's now. Am I gay? Because I. Because I like men, or and so, so it was. It was very. It was a very interesting situation in his life, and yeah. you know, uh, and uh, so all, all, and he even got pregnant, had a period, and all that kind of stuff. So he was a woman, but his parents made him pick um, something that he wasn't because he had a womb. You know, so, and so wait, if you have a womb, no matter if you look like a man, you're a woman. <laughs> so you keep saying he, but it, but you mean she. I mean she, exactly. Okay, now here's the thing. Like, that is a terrible thing for a parent to do to their child. Well, I agree, but my point is that if that's the situation where you might look like a man, but your internally... Great, your great-uncles were... Your great-uncle, aunt and uncle were were a uh, little messed up there. They didn't know exactly what was going on. This was back in the days, man. You, you might look like a girl, a guy, but you have the inside of a woman... That's a different situation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you're a guy, you look like a guy, and like Bruce Jenner, you get a sex change, and then you try to compete in women's sports. Really? You think that's fair? We should allow that? Garbage. Well, uh, I don't think very many people think that. Um, 
I, I actually think it is a very low percentage of people who believe that that is okay. Now, and in fact, I have known a couple of people, for instance, Scott Adams the other day was saying that he didn't care about that. And I think that what, um, and he got a lot of heat on Twitter for that. And I think the real problem was that Scott Adams doesn't care about sports. So he didn't really care about the fairness of whether or not this was happening. So he cares more about societal fairness and other people who were, you know, arguing with him cared more about the sports fairness of it. And so, you know, if we're going to, again, it goes back to that whole concept. If we're going to go ahead and have those co-ed sports or segregated or um, uh, basically sports separated out by gender, then you need to keep that. You need to actually enforce that. Now, you were telling me that uh, you've also had some uh, some friends who are gay and lesbian. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 there and my family has because we're, I'm in the arts, my family's been in the arts, and it's a different world out there. They and some of them are just some of them. And I hate to say some of them, but some 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 people who this is who, all anecdotal. Yeah, anecdotal. Some some who believe that they're that that are more conservative feel that oh they're they're conservative. Uh-huh. Oh well, you know what that means. I don't understand. They're they're not gay enough. Well, I don't know. Because if you were gay enough, you would you wouldn't be conservative. Some are liberal, some are conservative, some are moderate. It really doesn't. It it's it's there is no real way of being uh, a LBGTQ. I mean, uh, you know, and whatever, whatever else you want to think of, whatever name you want to call, because there's because we're all people. Your sexuality does not define you. In fact, what bothers me is to be a woman you now have to take a, to be a, a, a lesbian woman you have to take away all of your your womanly I remember, I remember George Costanza was talking to Susan um, who he used to date and she'd become a lesbian and he said listen uh, uh, I have a question when you dance who leads <laughs> and she said, "I get." She, said, she basically said, "Get out of my face, you idiot." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, the point is that you know that is a great question. Uh, you know, that's a great question. It's it's. Uh, I think <laughs> that the that's a Seinfeld style question, isn't it? I mean, right. about life. I mean, but I mean, it's it's great because it shows the subtlety of gender and it shows the subtlety of the difference between men and women, and then how ingrained that differences into relationships and how you can't really like from a from a straight point of view you really just can't have uh two of the same thing bumping up against each other because that's it doesn't have any functionality it doesn't doesn't make sense well what they say is that because you've mastered the equipment you're better at servicing the person who has the same equipment and so that's what i've heard some women say, and that's what I. Well, my, I mean, most women say that I've talked to, at least, uh, say that men just don't know where they don't know their their way around around the equipment anyway. Now you're talking about lesbian women. No, regular women. Oh, Re- regular, regular women. women say, huh? re- yeah, regular women say. Yeah, most men aren't really. Mm. I have heard that. Yeah, but I have it. also heard, and I think this is a very important uh, perspective to bring forward, that if the dick is going, you miss it. I think that's a very important perspective to throw out there because most straight women fall into that category. If if it's not there, they would miss it. Well, I can say 
that that is true for some people and other people have found ways to compensate for their lack of certain anatom anatomical fixtures and so <laughs> and so because of that because of that uh, they've found a way to compensate for that and so if you're looking for, the, for me the whole idea of back to bat woman LGBTQ or GQ whatever I don't care about, is um, I'll give it five percent of the population we now have eight percent, eight, 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 or going, going up to nine percent of shows, of characters on all the shows that are at least as far as 2018, um, um, which has gone, which has gone up. And my, my saying, it, but my problem is we're teaching to our little children not to be gender specific in, in, in school. Well, I mean, and that's a problem for me because homosexuality, lesbianism. Uh, bisexualism is only all of them together are five percent high let's say six percent let's take it higher let's say even ten percent but now we're teaching that in our schools to children that this alternate lifestyle is is now is now something that they should be open to so, so that now I can teach, teach my child or uh, now I can or, or I should be teaching my child that um, you know what gender neutral I'm not going to give you a sex and I think that and, and they're saying that and that's what we're teaching in schools to our to our to our kindergarten to our first <laughs> and second graders they're teaching that that foolishness so I have not let you know this before but I happen to be an expert in a certain thing and I happen to be uh, so back when Tumblr was cool and you had uh, the ability to have adult uh, tumblers. I was uh, on there with a uh, anonymous profile, and I would talk to other people with anonymous profiles. And I got to the point where I was talking to a lot of women. Uh, specifically, I was talking to a lot of lesbians. For some reason, I had kind of gotten into their little tumbler circles, and uh, they have a lot of fantasies. So even, even women who identify as uh, lesbian still have fantasies about men. And I don't necessarily... So I think that what we have is a situation where we have actually a lot of lesbians who, for one reason or another, be it political lesbianism, um, just they, they heard certain things when they were kids and they thought they were supposed to do this, and things like that. We we are actually because of the teaching, because of the society, because of the way that um, certain pressures, we're kind of pushing more women into lesbianism that wouldn't otherwise go that direction. So I, I think that really we've inflated that number. And five percent, you know, I think probably the most it could ever be is like somewhere between five and ten percent. And it's unnatural to be at that location, so or to be that high. So I think that ultimately, and and here's a lot, of, you know, I've actually, I've actually talked women into not being lesbian anymore. So, I mean, I I've got that little nugget under my belt. He's Kramer. <laughs> but he's but Kramer. The, but the thing is, <laughs> uh, they, you know, they think that, or you know, because men have hurt them, or because of, you know, whatever pain they've had in their life, um, and because of 
the, what they've been taught, they go in that direction. But it's actually um, very easy for them to fall away from that and to like say, okay, well, you know what? This is actually a really bad idea. And, and when they start thinking about what their real fantasies are, what they really want, uh, because your fantasies do inform your desires, right? So if you're constantly thinking about a man uh, doing something with you in a sexual context, then chances are you're not really a lesbian. You're probably actually a straight woman who is, for some reason, other than actual sexual reasons, thinking that she's a lesbian. Um, anyway, I just wanted to point that out, throw that out there, because I, I think that we are in a position where we have false lesbianism or lesbians that to a certain extent are uh, doing it socially and culturally, but not actually lesbians. You know what I mean? Well, here's, here is, I'll share, here's how to get a girl to like you. Get a Fine. girl to like you? Yeah. Who wants that? Um, I just want them to sleep with me. This is for a LGBT. Oh, okay. Steps. Okay. Find an attractive girl at school or work. They will, and this two, is. Get to know her. I'll give you the real. Right. Three, flirt, flirt a bit. But don't make her think you like her. Smile a bit. Giggle calmly and cute to make her laugh maybe if you befriend her enough you can go somewhere wait for a man to break her heart exactly and then pounce ask for ask if she's into girls if you already got to know her you know ask if she's a she's a uh, bi or lesbian Uh, don't do this if you think she doesn't trust you enough but after you've examined her trust ask this question how you gain her trust is to tell her a secret not your biggest one, but one you feel comfortable telling her. Five, ask her on a date. This part of liking each other, dating, if you feel like she's... I'll tell you what the secret never is. I'm a lesbian that likes to turn straight women lesbian. That's <laughs> never the secret. No, I'm actually very familiar with this because I've heard about this. I mean, I've heard these stories. We talked about it in the show. From, it, well, yeah, maybe we have. But I've heard these stories from the women, from the female side of this is how you know I ended up being here doing this and stuff like that. So in other words, I've talked to women who've been kind of hunted and turned. Um, like a vampire. Yeah, a little bit. And, and you know, uh, starting to realize, because my profile, you know, when I, when I had this Tumblr profile, which is gone now because, of course, uh, Tumblr has, has thrown them all away. Um, yeah. But uh, it... It was basically it was gender critical, but it wasn't the kind of thing that made you think um, that I would hate lesbians. In fact, I kind of find myself somewhat attracted to lesbians occasionally. Uh, it, you know, hot lesbians. You know, I will say this to you: there is no such thing as not being attracted to someone because they're a lesbian. If you, if the person no, I would totally agree with you. Or a gay per or gay guy. I'm a straight a, man. A man. And if I see a a woman, you can like it. I don't care what the person says, what their sexuality is. Your your biology is going to say, hey, you're a woman. Which is why I decided that the the answer was not to just be, oh, she's a lesbian and walk away. But to, oh, she's a lesbian. Let me engage and see if I can do something about this. That was, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was where I came from on that. I love it, man. You know, so, so. Let's go back to Batman and Batwoman and Batgirl and, and tropes and and, uh-huh. uh, and heterosexual roles and and homosexual roles and 
and you know we have eight percent right now eight point eight percent on did i say eight point eight or did i say five point eight eight point eight eight four point something percent in the actual world and then eight point something percent in the uh representation in television do you think that that number is going to get higher um i don't I, I I actually feel like there is a lot of pressure not to increase that. And I'll tell you this. Um, I think that there there is a saying out there, get woke, go broke. And there has been a lot of pushback. Uh, for instance, did, did you see the Target ad where they were like, oh, here's the rainbow. And one of the people in the rainbow was that uh, Desmond kid. And so here's like an 11-year-old kid with his own gay shoe line now. And they're using this to promote. There was a lot of pushback with that. Like, seriously, people were upset. The last two times I've gone to, to Target, by the way, um, was it Target? I don't, I don't want to malign the wrong company. Maybe you could look up real quick and find out if that was a Target ad. Um, or a Converse. It might have been Converse. <clears throat> anyway, point is, uh, yeah, any, anyway, like, I, I didn't really, I just, I'm really turned off by it. So, I want to have nothing to do with any of the companies that are doing that. But they also, I think they've gotten enough backlash that they're not doing that anymore. Uh, ESPN, I don't know if you saw this the other day. But ESPN has been very liberal on their uh, on-screen, on-air, things like that. The other day, they kind of announced that, hey, we've made it clear to all of our on-air personalities that we don't want to be political anymore. And I think that is a great approach to take. People don't, I mean, we talk about politics and this is a podcast, right? So there's, there's politics is one of the subjects that we're going to cover. We cover, uh, religion, we cover, uh, culture stuff. We cover, you know, entertainment, movies, things like that. And we, we had a whole show. Our last show was about, um, Thor and Endgame and all that kind of stuff. And we didn't really get into a lot of politics. And we try occasionally to, to break from this. But ESPN was getting into politics, and their ratings were suffering because of it. Well, and it, so they've decided no more politics on ESPN. Exactly. Like, we are here to entertain. Exactly. We're here to be a break from the world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I, don't, I don't care that Ellen <clears throat> Ellen came out and said she was a homosexual. Homosexual. You know what? Quite frankly, you sleep with none of, my, none of my business. And the fact that you feel you need to share that with me shows a moral defect. And quite frankly, because quite frankly, I don't want any adult talking to me about what they do sexually if I haven't asked them. And I, so, so <laughs> think about it. I mean, is that, do we walk into our office and say, you know what? I like vaginas. I just want you all to know. Come on. It's inappropriate. Your sexuality is your business. Keep it that way. I'm going to do that sometime. You I know, mean, just, like, just, you know, just announce it. I'm coming when out. When we have a staff. I'm coming out. When we get this show to the point where we have a staff, someday I'm just going to, like, call a meeting. Be like, hey, listen, everybody. I'm coming out. I just want you to know I like I'm women. completely straight. Yeah. I'm and I like vagina. Straight. I like vagina. Love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Got a problem. You know, I mean, come on. Keep your bit. Never mind. 11. I got some more news. 11-year-old okay. drag kid. This is old news, by the way. Dances in popular New York gay club as patrons toss money at him. Now, come on. He was, that story came out before he was on Good Morning America. And they praised everything about him. My Lord and my God, if you as a parent had your little girl 
dancing at a strip club for men. Right. Right. They tried to kill Michael Jackson because he held this kid out a window. <laughs> can you can you can you imagine? I don't know. If, I don't know if anybody actually made an attempt on his life. For no, no, that. no. I'm I'm speaking but, figuratively. Okay. Well, yeah, tried, yeah. I mean, because I mean, like, it was crazy. But my point is that. You have your child. You have your a, a, a man. Oh, the 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 cops keep getting called. They're like, hey, you know, you gotta you gotta check this out. Like, um, what was it? Uh, the the child protective services keep getting called on this, and they're like, there's listen, there's nothing we can do at this particular point, and I don't know why that is. Like, why can't they do something about this? Here's a kid doing strip teases at a strip club for you know adult men, and, and this is an 11 year old. So I don't know why this situation can't be remedied. But they're they're saying that like, hey, listen, you know, everything they're doing His has parents been are there. So that's yeah. what that's what makes it legal. His parents are there, and so he's there with adult. But I'm sorry, I am quite. If, mm. if it were a little, well, I mean, girl, if even even girl, if your parents are there, you know, it, like it, that's inappropriate. If it were a little girl, can you imagine me saying, hey, George, hey, Lou, Lou, what you doing, man? Listen, well, I'm going to a strip club with um with with my daughter, um, Carolyn. And um, and she, she's gonna, da- dude. Isn't your daughter eleven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a good dancer, and um, she can make some money for college. So I'm gonna have. Uh, you would look at me and <coughs> say, my my lord and my god. Um, uh, well, Lou, are you don't. <laughs> I, I can't imagine the things you would say to me. Right, if right. I had my little girl <laughs> dancing saying, in Lou, front of men. I would. I think the first thing I would say is, Lou, I don't think we can do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I mean, come on. Any right thinking person, right, would not a would not allow their child to see once you put a brand on it, it you know what it's like it's like when PETA PETA's were popular well let me ask you this let me finish, let me right, finish. Okay. like when PETA are po- were, were popular remember when, I don't remember when PETA was, was popular back before your time and they'd say <laughs> PETA was new I don't, I don't know that PETA was ever popular it, 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 it was a thing man and, are you and talking about Peter Bread? Peter Bread. Peter Bread. Oh, oh. When Peter Bread oh, was popular. I thought you were talking about people for the ethical treatment of animals. No, no, no. Well, that's okay. popular, popular too. But, but <laughs> Peter, Peter became popular, and you'd say, I want a hamburger, fries, and cheese, and put it in a pita. It's okay. You know, I mean, it was like, and it's like the homosexual thing. You, as long as you put gay on top of it, what was wrong now becomes right. Well. And I think, and, and I think that that is, to, to the extent of child endangerment, and inappropriate behavior, no one is speaking out against this. And if you speak out against this, you know what? I, I, I quite frankly, I, I hereby speak out against it. Uh, you okay. know what? I mean, it's, it's, it's inappropriate. And I think that we are. Well, now, I mean, but contrast that with Soph. Are you familiar with Soph? Soph is a uh, 14 year old YouTuber. And she basically puts out YouTube videos, and her parents, um, you know, is. She said, what did she say? She said something about, I've got the nuclear codes and the, the federal government has uh, given me the codes and told me that I could go ahead and launch the nukes. Um, it, it, was, it was crazy. But I mean, she was um, riffing and it was hilarious. And then there was another thing where she said that she was going to um, uh, shoot a missile at somebody's location. She's like, I know exactly where you are. I'm going to shoot a missile. And so, I mean, there was, but it was over the top to the point where you could tell that it was a joke. And the police actually investigated this. And the funny thing is they went in and they asked the parents like, hey, um, what have you had to do with her uh, online presence and, and all that? And they're like, listen, we, we bought her some camera equipment and just let her alone. So she's doing 
she's doing some amazing videos which are just hilarious she's got one where um you know she had uh been on a discord server and she threatened to nuke uh i think the middle east mecca something like that and uh so she got she got in trouble for that kind of a little bit like people were upset with her and so she did a response video where she wore a burqa and claimed that she had um converted to islam and it was <laughs> it was hilarious yeah, I mean, but you you really should check it out. She's actually uh, that video has been has been kicked off of YouTube, right? So she's now suffering from this deplatforming that's going around. She's now on BitChute, which apparently is a uh, platform that since they want to grow, they want they don't want to kick people off who make great videos. So she's now on BitChute, and you can see the the entire video that she did on BitChute. Well, you know, I think that it's 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 really. <clears throat> it's be because of our postmodernist modern society when there is a lack of understanding moral compass we've talked about this on the show before and so because of a lack of moral compass because there are no rules because it's as you see fit there there's a sense that anything goes because your right is different than my right and I can move the bar this far to the left or this far to the right, this far between appropriate, this far to inappropriate, whatever I deem to be so. And at least on this subject, you've got criticism from both liberals and Democrats on the little boy dancing while half-naked men or fully clothed men oh, right. throw money at him. Oh, at you least. definitely, you know, I don't think the line anymore is left-right. The divide between people is no longer left and right, right? So they... Um, you know, you may be on the other side of the aisle, and I may be on this side of the aisle, but that's no longer where I draw the line. I draw the line between the irrational and the rational. Exactly. Now, his, his mother recently posted <clears throat> that he is autistic and has difficulty interacting with people. That even makes it worse. <sighs> what? The, yeah, how do they think that makes it better? He's He's got a... So he has to dance for, for men... My God. Can you imagine this conversation happening 10 years ago? So he has to dance for men <laughs> while they throw money at him at a, at a strip club. Wow. I mean. That is preposterous. He's. He's. <laughs> how, how is he Dude. going to grow up? That's. I mean, that's kind of my question. It's like, how do you. Like, what if he grows up and realizes that they, he. He never really wanted any of this, and then somehow his parents had kind of pushed him in he's that direction. He's got some money, man. You know, you know what? You know, uh, you he's know. got some. He's got a hundred bucks from his last performance. I mean, that's not some money. Well, I guess he, he he does have like endorsements and stuff like that going on. I mean, this. So, but at the same time, you know, I've seen enough child star situations where the parents basically take that money and use it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, is he gonna have a dime when he gets older? He's autistic. He'll have to be. He'll have to be cared for for a while. Well, uh, there's there's certain levels of autistic. Uh, if you're really autistic, the government will take care of you. If you're just a little bit autistic, he might be high. He might be high hopefully, hopefully he's high functioning and can and live clearly on his own. he's high functioning. I mean, I've seen enough videos of this kid to know that he is um, he's not really uh, autistic in the sense of a disabled 
autism that would get you uh, social security and some kind of a assistance program or anything like that. So he's he's not going to be taken care of by the government. Mm. I, I don't think so. Mm. It it would surprise me greatly. You can ask Google whatever you want. It's not going to disagree with me. <laughs> Stop being sensitive. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I'm looking at something completely different. Oh, really? Really? I'm, I'm searching. I just I said I made a claim, and all of a sudden your little fingers go to your keyboard. I understand what's happening My here. My fingers. I know what's are, going on. Are big, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to like. Call you out on that, but like, how do you use that Macintosh keyboard there? Yeah, wow. Those keys are so small oh, compared to your fingers. Wow, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, I, See, I, I I have an issue. I mean, I really have issues with the, with these types of stories. Really, it causes you that much of a problem having it, those big fat fingers. Oh, the fat fingers are killing me. <laughs> uh, no, the, these types of stories that are just not rational anymore. I right. Mean, the, when you just cannot think sensibly. This is this goes beyond. Uh huh. This goes beyond the. That girl not being gay enough is in the same category as as this young man dancing. It goes be the dancing for for men. It goes beyond what should be allowed. Not on the same, not on, not on the same level, of course. But it's just a step in the same in, in the direction where rationality has gone out the window. Well, up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right. And no one has the, and I think that I am not the only sensible thinking person in the world. And quite frankly, as you said, I believe that if you, I believe that 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 other people feel this way, and they're scared of being vilified by the press and losing their positions, as we have seen uh, great leaders lose their jobs because of what was deemed an anti. LGBTQ GQ comment, and so they're scared to speak out. Well, I mean, yeah. So there are a lot of people who are scared to speak out, and I, I think that's one of the things. Like I feel personally, very much called to say what needs to be said and to not be scared to speak out. Um, and I think that God has a purpose in all this, because I think He wants to open people's eyes. To his, uh, you know, to to his design, and I think that they, um, he wants to basically open their eyes so that they can see what he's doing and how his work is good. And I, I know this is a little, this is a little hokey, but um, bring it back to the design uh, of this universe, and bring it back to truth, and bring it back to, um, you know, kind of all this. I think we're we're seeing the most absurd thing that we possibly can see. I think we're, you know, these people have been allowed to run literally amok with philosophy, like bad philosophy, completely just uh, philosophy that is untied to truth or reality in any way, shape, or form. And they've gotten so far away from anything that's rational that now, even if, even if you're not a Christian, uh, even if you believe kind of different things, even if you're evolutionist or if you're uh, a sociologist or if you're, you know, you, you work in a different field, at this point, anybody who is rational is going to end up basically agreeing that the irrational people 
have gone way too far, way too far on the fringe. And because of where they've gone, it's almost like they're they're pointing uh, arrows back at the truth. They're pointing arrows back at the reality of the world that we live in. And this is, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's a plan or if it's just a cycle that occurs, but I think we're we're heading back towards uh, a snapback. We're heading back towards a, a a correction, if you will, of hey, this has been completely too irrational, and let's go back to rationality for a little bit. And we're going to go back to reason. We're going to go back to thinking, and this will be a a note in our history books. I don't know if um. You know, when I was in school, they actually taught us about two things called uh, the Great Awakening, yeah. and then there was a second Great Awakening. So, like, there were two of these in our history, and I think we're coming for a third. Well, uh, I, I mean, you know, you know, we're dealing with truth, and it says, you know, if you're willing to suspend your truth for a moment and to even momentarily accept that much of what you believe may only be your version of the truth, or that what you believe is not the absolute truth, you may wonder how this is helpful to your state of mind. You know, and, and that, that's something that we ask. You know, for example, you know, <coughs> if the, it, 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 the first, uh, it, a series of, of unfortunate assumptions, the first occurs when someone disagrees. And it is assumed that they are just ignorant of the fact. You know, we've all said that. If you knew the facts, you'd agree with me. Well, that's actually a very liberal um that's that's what the irrational left really defaults to, and then they can't move on from that. Like in other words, I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was like, "You know, obviously you're ignorant because you disagree with me." That's and we both th- we that. went around in circles, talking, you know, past each other, and I finally just said, "Hey, listen, I understand your argument. Here it is. Do you understand my argument? Do you even understand what I'm saying to you?" I disagree with you. I'm going to caveat that, that, is, <laughs> that, that that's just the left. I believe that's on, that's on both sides of every argument. Well, people who believe... I'm not saying that nobody on the right does it, but I'm saying that the, the character of it is much more common, and there's actually uh, sociological studies that demonstrate... Ah, no, I'm ah, serious. Ah, there ah, are studies... Ah, there was a guy who... And I'll, I'll, I'll pull this up later, but basically he did these surveys, right? And he said, yeah. identify yourself. Are you liberal or conservative, or I think there was centrist. There's like three options. And then, okay, he basically gave them a question and said, okay, I want you to answer this questionnaire how you would actually answer it, like answer it for yourself. And so they'd go through and they'd answer it. And then he'd say, well, now uh, go through and answer it as if you were this. And they'd go through and answer it. And what it showed was that conservatives actually can model rather well what liberals believe but that liberals could not really accurately model what conservatives believe. They modeled conservatives as selfish and hateful when it came down to, um, there were a couple of very key questions where basically you would ask, can you you, uh, you show compassion for your fellow man? And the liberals believed that the conservatives could not do that. And so, Okay, let, let me... Oh, wait a second. Conservatives, uh-huh. according to Psychology Today, there's been, there was a study that conservatives are dumber and smarter than liberals. And it was said that according <laughs> to the SAT and ACT scores, right. which were imperfect but useful measures of cognitive <clears throat> ability, 
first he did find a general trend that social conservatives, those who wanted to ban abortion and gay marriage, weren't as gifted as students with a more progressive take on gender roles. He found that, ex that the exact opposite pattern when anti-regulation with anti-regulation regulation attitudes. The conservative liberals, uh, yay guns, who taxes appeared to be smarter than their commie compatriots. <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, he found that the study found this crossover particularly surprising, and it, it highlights yet again that conservatism <coughs> is not necessarily a, a current coherent construct, and that you have to distinguish at minimum social conservative and economic uh, uh, conservatism and liberalism. If you think about it, Jerry Jerry Falwell and Milton Milton Friedman are worlds apart. So the point is that neither is better than other because people don't fit into those things just because you conservatives make you smarter or dumber well and, and vice versa so again um you know we talk about the difference between the left and the right here but i'm really not trying to denigrate the whole left i'm only really denigrating the irrational left which well, there is an yeah. irrational right too but i think that the irrational right has uh, is much smaller no, no and no, no, we no. do not you're put not up allowed, with their you're, nonsense you're not allowed to caveat you're not allowed to make those caveats you can simply, that's it, and don't say, but I think there's less. You want to say that? Well, you can say, stop right there, and then move on. Now, what I can, can I can uh, totally say that. I, you know, because I, but I will, the only thing I will agree with you, and I should agree with you, is that society today uh -huh. is tolerating the liberal, the, 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 the irrational left today. Right. Society today is tolerating. The right. irrational well, way. now, that's a good point. Uh, Jordan Peterson has actually been quoted as saying that uh, he wrote his book, An Antidote to Chaos, because chaos seems to be what we're fighting today. If we were in a different situation or a different time, if he'd written the book back in the 1930s in Germany, he might have written the book called An Antidote to Order, because there was too much order in that particular... There's too... Uh, uh, the fascism uh, attempts to impose an unnatural level of order upon the world. Yeah. So we are currently dealing with a whole mess of chaos. Yes. And so, uh, so yeah, I think everybody's <laughs> stupid, everybody's smart. It just depends on wh wh how <laughs> rational you are. Seriously, it depends on how rational you are about a certain subject, and it depends on subject matter. I believe that we're stupid on some things, smart and intelligent on other things. And um, that's not that's for all cultures and all socioeconomic groups. Some things we understand, other things we don't. Um, and so it just, I, I believe it is, you know, it, it, that, that goes without. But I, I, it, 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 it's great radio or, or show, talk show to say. <laughs> it sounds like an end of a show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great radio or talk show to say, hey, you know what, my side's smarter than your side. Well, it's, it's a great argument. I don't, I, I don't even think, you know, here's the thing. Back when I was in school, um, I was in a gifted class. And in this gifted class, we actually discussed this concept of whether or not um, we were smart enough to make decisions for other people. And there were a lot of very, I mean, this was a class where the average IQ was uh, something like 150, 155, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at these other kids who I know are intelligent. They're the cream of the crop as far as this particular school goes. And many of them decided in that class at the time that it was okay for them to make decisions for less intelligent people. Yeah. And I remember actually looking at that and thinking, 
No, that's not okay. That's how people are that's, taught. Well, that's they weren't taught to do that. They, in other words, we we discussed the issues, and they decided to take the position of yes, I should be able to tell a dumber person how to live their life they because were, they're a dumb person, they and if they'll listen to that. me, they'll be better off. They were taught that, my brother from another well, they, mother. No, they were taught no, they that. made I, those. They because made of that. their socioeconomic background. They were taught that by their family and by society. Mm, I the, the side they're around. I mean, I, so I know many kids who have who smart who are smart, and their parents tell them that they're smart, and they felt that they could get away. In fact, one one was a pastor's kid. Those kids were hellions. These these kids were smart, and they had the test results to prove it. Yeah, these I mean, kids were words, too. The pa- their father was a genius, and so were they. But the point was, they felt that they could do whatever they want. And if their, their father had to tell them, I know that you're smart, but smart kids don't get in trouble. And he had to deal with them on that level because they knew they were really intelligent kids. Because they were. But mm-hmm. my so so yeah, I mean, you're taught that social. From somewhere in your background, you're taught that smarter people get to make decisions for dumb. I mean, don't women say that about men? They say the reason I make decisions because I'm better than I'm, I'm better than men. Don't men say that about women all the time? I'm the guy. I'm the man. I should make all the decisions because I I know better and I'm smarter. Uh, so, so isn't that just how we're raised? Um, I don't really think that's how we're raised. It's not how I was raised. So I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to everybody else's. Uh, experience of being raised, but I don't think parents sit their kids down and tell them, listen, you're very intelligent and other people are not, and you should make decisions for them and enforce it by law. Yes. But that is what they came to. I believe that parents actually tell their children that. I believe so, especially among the rich. We are rich and we're supposed to take care of other people, which is why we have this, especially among people who are overly sexist or overly or, or overly in, in uh, for, for pro women or pro men. Men are not as wise as women. All the wars have been started by men. Well, and so we need to so so we need to make sure that and you're seeing that on Batgirl when she says that it's gonna be better with a and we're taught they're teaching that. That's the rhetoric, depending on what side of the coin you are. Well, the feminist rhetoric is out there. I mean, I can point to all those examples of feminist rhetoric. And there's the same thing. On the masculine side, there's the same thing. Women can't drive. They're not smart enough. They're not smarter than men. They're not so-and-so. Women have grown up with that. They shouldn't be able to vote. They should ask their husbands for who they should vote for. I mean, that this is all historically, this has been the trope of, of and, and the pattern of, of men toward women. And then not, Now, so I'm going to tell you something. Women, when they are scared, when they have a fear response... They freeze. Men, when they have a fear response, they are more likely to make a decision and take an action. Now, I'll tell you why that matters to driving. Because when women are scared, they hit the brakes 90-something percent of the time. And this has been studied. This is not like... I'm not just saying this, right? Women hit the brakes. And then men, however, are more likely to take the appropriate action, which is not always hitting the brakes. So if the appropriate action is to hit the brakes, then fine, women are great. If the appropriate action is to not hit the brakes and do something else, then, you know, you want a man driving. Okay. I believe that depending on what the subject matter uh, is, based on our sociological makeup, men and women have different, have different, have different, uh, what's the word? What are you playing over there? I I hear it. 
I'm going to stop this. Uh, this is really funny. Men and women have different makeups. And so, yes, when it comes to, but when we did the show already, we talked, he said we were mm. very equal, very close to equal as far as who are good and safe drivers. Very cool. I think there was maybe a, a bump by about four or five percent. Well, uh, so women had fewer accidents, but when you compare how many miles that men drive, men had fewer accidents per million miles driven, and that was the important piece. And it actually turns out that it's a rather significant difference. I have not, neither do I remember that data, but. Okay, we can say it's arguably true, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the tropes, where if you tell somebody something long enough, they believe it, and that's L- the, listen. That's I'm not. I'm not arguing for the Saudi Arabian standard that women shouldn't be able to drive. I'm not. We're not talking I'm, about that. That's not even yeah, a discussion. Our no, dis- I'm just saying that it, you know, if you want to know on average who's better. Now we've we've also talked about the distributions, right? So like, if you look at the personality distributions, and and uh, you know, way back when I was really into Jordan Peterson, I. I looked into this a lot but if you look at the personality distribution they peak very close together they're, they're like two bell curves that are just slightly offset from each other right so just a little bit yeah. that means there's kind of a you know men are on average a little bit different than women but it's very close and if you look at the overlap the overlap is huge so in fact the overlap is is fully 80 to 90 percent of the whole population overlaps but that means that there are still outliers. Uh, outliers, yeah. So especially when you get to the extremes, you see a lot more difference between men and women um, than you do at the center, which is really kind of like it's, it's like if you you want to say, hey, um, men are not better drivers than women. Well, why are like why is it only like two female NASCAR drivers, right? So I mean, at the extremes, men are definitely better. Okay, so just like in sports, at the if you're looking for the extreme of running, men are going to be better. Okay, so let's 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 let's. <clears throat> I'm going to give you that because oh, you have to because only, it's, only it's because a fact that you can't deny. I do not <laughs> have time to because I really want to get back <laughs> to the whole, the idea that these kids were taught that they were taught that <clears throat> either through what listening to what their parents. Well, but say, this is the thing the they parents say they or, started out not knowing what their position was. And then we discussed all these various things. You know, we were actually reading like A Wrinkle in Time and we were reading um, some other thing that we read, read one story, I remember, about um, a society where it was it was somewhat dystopian. And instead of, um, the, well, there was a couple of different stories, right? In one society, they decided to handle the problem of uh, below average people by literally executing them. So it was euthanasia. They'd euthanize anyone who wasn't smart enough. And so there was a story about a family, and they were coming towards the time where their child was going to have to take this test. Cool. Then they go in and take the test, and they never come out because they just weren't smart enough. Then there's another story, right? And this story is about uh, a society that instead of trying, instead of euthanizing or allowing differences, they said, well, anybody who's too smart or too capable in some way or another, we're going to give them a handicap. Like, so there was a story about a ballerina who was really graceful, and what they did was they put these very large weights on her so yeah. that she would um, suffer, and she ended up falling off the stage. And there was a man who was very intelligent, and so what they did to him was they gave him an, a hearing aid, 
and every 20 seconds it would have this very loud obnoxious and randomized noise right so like sometimes it would be horns and sometimes it would be this or that or the other thing and he had to wear this all the time and it was actually um his wife at one point felt very sorry for him and said just take it out for a little while yeah and no one will know and so he's like, no, but it's illegal, and if they catch me, uh, I'll be executed. And she's like, well, but no one will find out because we're here alone, and you can just have a few moments of peace. And these were kind of the stories. And so we started discussing like how to order society and how to deal with all of the incongruency and, yeah. and inequality that uh, exists. And it was... Um, it was a. It was about that time. I remember two of the guys were really started to say, "Well, you know, you obviously have to have the most intelligent people lead a society, and you have to, you know, um, they have to be able to make decisions for other people." And I was like, "You guys, like, isn't that what the socialists do? Isn't that what like, you know, the communists have tried to do? And, and central planning was all based on that." And um, you see, the thing is. What, uh, unbeknownst to everyone else, I had been listening to talk radio my whole life. Go on. And I had been listening to people talk about the evils of, of socialism and communism and why it doesn't work. And as I grew up, I started to, um, you know, I, I learned more about that. And Socialization, I, which is what I said in the first place. <clears throat> well, you know what um, is, is interesting? You know what the difference between socialism and communism are? It doesn't matter to our, to our discussion. I, I know, but uh, the difference is they're just basically two parties who are fighting for power. They want to do the same things, but they're just two different parties, and they want to, you know. So anyway, uh, and they've killed what uh, I, d I did this research the other day. Uh, added it all up: two hundred sixty-two million people in the last century were murdered by their own government. So and and. In the last decade of the last century, go on. 550 million people were murdered by their own mothers. That was just in 10 years. I mean, think about that for a second. Anyway, those are those are just numbers I throw out there. But they wanted to. They they had this idea that this was the right way to go. That somehow, if you got the right people in charge and they were smart enough and they made the right rules and laws and then could enforce them, that that was how you get the best society. Well, and this is what they were taught. This, these, these are the no, no. They, they came to this. They, this was. I see. Remember what you said. You, we talked about a show, and what you said was, the decisions that you make usually, you have decided to make them through, uh, um, mm. through your your subconscious. Yeah. Oh, so sure. That's that's what I'm saying with these kids. <clears throat> I'm saying that some through their subconscious. They well, decided to make those decisions, whether it was either through socialization, through television, what their parents taught them, what their, what they, what how they feel about smart people on television. Because if you look on television, the smart people usually rule. I mean, what they watch on television. If you watch all the the, the kid kitty shows, the smart, intelligent kids get to boss their parents around. It's in society right now. Where in some Disney shows, you don't, you rarely ever see the parents at all because the kids are so intelligent. They're telling people what to do. So I'm just saying that they're socialized either through through media or otherwise that that's the way things are well i don't know i i mean uh so this was this was before wizards of waverly place all right i okay, mean let's just let, let me say give that you, let me give you some information that that might i want to see how you discuss how you discuss this because you're because okay. you're this is what they're saying the the, the the problems with people with high iqs and intelligent people they're overconfident <laughs> 
A lifetime of praise and pats on the back leads smart people to develop an unflappable faith in, the, in their intelligence and abilities. When you rack up an accompli accomplishments while people stroke your ego, it's easy to expect th things will always go your way. That's dangerous. Two, they push people too hard. Smart people develop overachieving personalities because, they, because things come easy to them. They simply don't understand how hard some people have to work to accomplish the same things. Three, they always need to be right. It's hard for anyone to graciously accept the fact that they are wrong. It's even harder for smart people because they grow so used to being right at all because the time. Because we're so, so rarely wrong. Four, they lack emotional intelligence. While intelligence and IQ and emotional and EQ don't occur together in any meaningful way, smart people on average have just as much EQ as everyone else. When a smart person lacks EQ, it's painfully obvious. These high IQ, low EQ individuals see the world as a metrocracy. Metrocracy. Achievements are all that matters, and people are in emotions. Meritocracy. Meritocracy. Yeah. Metrocracy. Meritocracy. I love that. They give up when they fail. Haven't you ever watched a sporting event with, when you've seen the stunned look on the face of an athlete whom everyone expected to win but didn't? Smart people can easily fall into that trap. S uh, six, they develop, they fail to develop grit. When things come easily for you, it's easy and hard to see hard work as negative, a sign that you don't have what it takes. They multitask. Smart thinking people think really quickly, which can make them impatient. They like to get several things going at once, so there isn't any downtime. They think so quickly that when they and that they multitask, it feels like like they're working and they're getting more done. But Stanford research shows that this is not the case. Eight, they have a hard time accepting feedback. Smart people tend to be to undervalue the opinions of others, which means they have trouble believing that anyone is qualified to give them useful feedback. Not only does this tendency hinder their growth and performance, it can lead to toxic relationships, both personally and professionally. I'll so, tell you what, all this is wrong. Okay, <laughs> you see, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm saying. And so, so, so all those kids with those tendencies mm. were reading that book. Not to, not to mention the shows and the television and, or what they think about themselves because their parents told them they're smart and all that kind of thing. These are the things that these are the, the pitfalls that they have to fight. And so when you gave them an opportunity through reading or whatever, which you obviously through your through your background did not have, you had more information than they did. Their, the natural thing is to do what Saddam Hussein's did. I'm going to make things better. I'm going to take control. They became dictators. So, um, I am not. I, I would agree with you that it's more inborn. It's more natural, and it's more um, due to um, there are better ideas than being a dictator, and there's better ideas than central planning, right? So, um, I I didn't have a term for this at the time, right? But I believe in crowdsourcing, crowd, uh, yeah, crowdsourcing problems, yeah, and that. Is something you know that term didn't come around until the 2000s, and we were we were coming up with this idea based on uh, programming that we could give each you know, give like one or two people like a piece of a problem, and give give like you could spread it out over thousands, maybe millions of people. Um, but at the time, I was still coming up with it. I still had the same concept. It was like it's it's better if you have a whole bunch of people making small decisions than one or two people making big decisions because when you try to take that basically the decision template that that smart person has made and push it on to other people some of those decisions in that template will be wrong well, we, for the other person we've seen that 
Yes. We've seen that in the in 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 Disney movies. We've seen that. We've seen that in Star in Star Wars movies. Well, we, where where some some smart uh, a smart 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 thinking person decided, you know what? We're gonna change the trope and do something else. It's gonna be great because we know better than everybody else, and they don't know. So we're gonna tell them. We're gonna push our views on them, and it's gonna be great. And they're gonna love it and give us lots of money. Well, and, and then they're sh- then they're shocked when they don't make any money because they're so smart. <coughs> right. That that's more of a disrespect situation. In other words, they're they're disrespecting their audience by any you know i think in that situation too you have people who weren't fans of the original art people who weren't fans of the original uh movies and comics and and all that kind of stuff yeah they're smarter than them they know what they over need to, they know what they need to see well they were i, I don't that's that's how that's how you feel when you can take a character with tropes right and 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 and, and with a following and say you know what you're gonna flip a script I'm going to change everything. You think you're pretty smart. You think you've got something figured out. Especially if you think you're going to make money doing it too. You say, you know what? We're going to change everything and they're going to love it. That's what I'm talking about. You're so smart that you made those decisions we talked about earlier. You made a stupid decision. Well, yeah, but that's still not, that's not really, okay. So I'm, I'm following you on that they're, they think they're smart. They're overconfident. They think that their ideas are good when they're actually, in, in you know, verifiably bad. But think about now. Back, go back to what you said. You believe that there's wisdom in the crowd. Were they intelligent? Right. The it's crowd. The, see, and here's here's why. The crowd has even as smart as a person is. You add up the computing power of all the dummies in the world, and it's still more than the one smart person. You add up the computing power of all the average average persons that are out there that are trying to live their lives and trying to solve problems that they care about and it's still more that's more computing power than the smart person has i can't solve all of the problems that the crowd can solve well said and uh in addition to that you have um the 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 game theory problem right so game theory the first rule of game theory is basically that everyone makes decisions based on their perspective and their goals. They make the decision that's right for them where they're at. You can't play chess and tell your opponent what moves to make. That's right. They won't be good moves for your opponent. They're going to be selfish ideas. You know, like if I could play chess and I could tell my opponent how to move, maybe I'd tell him to, you know, expose his king so I can win the game quickly. Like I'm the moves that I'm going to make for them shouldn't be it, let's assume that our skill levels are relatively equal won't be the same uh, as good as the, sk- the moves they'll make for themselves that's right so I can't force my will upon the crowd for two reasons one the crowd is smarter than I am even if I'm smarter than any individual in the crowd and two I'm not where they are that's not I don't have their perspective I don't have their goals I don't know what they want and I can't make the decisions for them. So what we really need is to crowdsource all of the various things that need to happen. And that's a better plan and strategy than, you know, one guy in the in the or even a few. One. Even a, an oligarchy of very intelligent people making decisions is still not going to be as good as the crowdsourcing. Our economy is based on this concept. Like the reason that capitalism works so well is you have individuals with freedom they're able to. They're free to try, free to fail, free to buy, and free to sell. 
And those are those are the four main freedoms of, of a free market that you have to have. And if you do have those things, people will go out and engage in economic activity that will be much better than if they don't have those things. And so you take all of that that you just said, uh-huh. wealth said, and you apply that now to my rant about the movies. My rant about the Star Wars movies or the Disney movie or the decide to do to, to do Batman Dark or the by did by DC or decide to do the, 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 the decision to uh, decide sorry the decision to make a Batman versus Superman <coughs> come to a head by saying you've got to help Martha. Well, now you see, but that's the thing. In that situation, you don't have an opportunity to crowd source. Yes, you do. Not yes, you do. I mean, yes, you, you do. Can, you can ask the crowd if you made the right decision, but you can't really ask the crowd ahead of time what the right decision to yes, make you, is. Yes, you can. Okay, well, if you could, I have enlighten me. I can tell exactly when when you are creating. When I create, uh-huh. I have a team of people from different walks who I consult, and I make sure that they're diametrically. It's called a focus group, right? And I make sure as I'm in the creating process that it sits well with people within my focus group. And for, for that to happen, I have to do a lot of research. I have to make sure that their, that their views represent a segment of the population so that I'm not making – So, and I'll tell you how that works. That's very interesting. Actually, I, and, and what you're saying here, I think you're right. And, and the reason is I know what they did. And they didn't do that. No. <laughs> they, you know what they did is they actually are bringing in these marketing and consulting firms. And the marketing and consulting firms are telling them that the future is intersectionality. The future is this diversity and the LGBTQ. And they're telling everybody that. And that's the thing. That's why I think this is happening, right? And the, this is why the ESPN thing is so refreshing. They, they said, hey, you know what? Uh, let's get out of this whole politics thing. Because apparently, I mean, our we're suffering because we're putting politics on the air. So let's stop doing that. Let's just put sports on the air again. And it's refreshing because they basically, somebody had to be smart enough to say, you know what? These consultants that we have telling us that this is the way to go, they're wrong. And they're not as smart as they think they are. And they're costing us money. And so they kicked them to the curb. That had to happen over at ESPN for them to make this recent decision. And I think that Disney is starting to see it, although not everyone at Disney, but there are enough people at Disney that are starting to see this, right? Because they are they're definitely saw what happened with Captain Marvel. And they're I don't think they're there yet, but I think they're going to get there. And whatever next movie that Brie Larson is involved in, when it crashes and burns because people are like, no, I don't have to go see this. Endgame is not in any way dependent upon the content of this movie. There is nothing, there's no next step. Like, I'm not, this isn't part of a buildup that I am really in, uh, uh, involved or invested with. And I think that when that happens, when that next Brie Larson movie, whatever it is, crashes and burns, because I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, Disney is going to look at this and say, you know what? That's the wrong direction. I don't know what the right direction is, but I know that is not it. Well, it's the wrong. Well, think about it. It's it's it happened with Disney already made that adjustment. We call them adjustments when we're playing football or basketball. You know, 
when we're playing football or basketball, we call them adjustments. And what we say is, we say things like, um, um, you, you see that a lot in basketball, where they'll say during halftime, the coach made an adjustment and called a, 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 a different play. And, and you find Disney, that with the new Disney mo- movie, they're going back to... I thought it was... I thought that what the coach made at halftime was a speech in the locker room. Nope, they make adjustments. And he goes in there and says, you gotta do better and fight hard, dig deep. Oh, yeah, that too. But, <laughs> but they also make play adjustments. And okay. Well, okay. And, and uh, if you remember the, the new Disney movie, the new Disney uh, Star Wars, they're going back. They're making adjustments. They're, yes. They make adjustments because they recognize that the voice of the crowd... Uh-huh. Exactly what you were saying. Right. The voice of the crowd said, "You've got to be kidding me! You killed off Luke, idiots! You made him to, into a whimpering, simpering, simpering a crybaby. You, you, you gave." I I have to admit that it, I I sat through the movie and I try to enjoy the movie. I actually try to enjoy the movie, and yet Luke didn't make sense to me, and he was he was really hard to enjoy. Until the end, when he took a stand, and you know, against the oncoming armies, and it was like a moment where he needed to take a stand, and and he did that to give people the, a chance to escape. Like that was cool, but then you know, like uh, he disappeared. Anyway, uh, the whole story wasn't that great, you know. And then there was like um, the woman who was kind of running the running the ship. And then she was making decisions that didn't make sense to anybody else. And then she didn't explain her decisions. And she's like, no, I expect you to blindly follow me, uh, even though you don't understand what I'm doing. Like, that was just, Ugh. yeah, it was terrible. Uh, all I can say is that he is promising, the director is promising. Who's the new director, by the way? J.J. Abrams, right? Who's, who knows how to make a movie. He knows how to make a good movie. He, he doesn't necessarily... I don't think he knows Star Wars, but, I mean, you know... You, you know what he's going to do? Think about what think about what he did to the new to the new Star, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, and I'm dreading what he's going to do to Star Wars. All right? Because, first of all, Red Matter. What is it... If he brings Red Matter into the Star Wars universe... I'm going to find you him. You know what? I'm going to go find about <laughs> that. Just think about how he, he how, if they continue what he did for that Star Wars, Star, Star Trek. He messed Star up Trek. the timeline. Like he, yeah, but I mean, think about how, how much interest he gave to the franchise. Well, okay. So on the one hand, yes. But on the other hand, like there's another problem with movies. And that is that people are, you know, these companies are retelling the same story over and over again. And I would like to see new stories. So it'd be cool if J.J. Abrams, um, but and also I don't think he's gonna he's not gonna go from the good stories and then and jump off of them. I think he's gonna basically take the elements he likes and he's gonna create a new like if you if you it's not a timeline right because it's all in the same timeline. But like if you can imagine a timeline, but instead of being like a straight timeline, it's like boom there's a left hand turn and then there's a right hand turn and then there's another turn and then there's like a spiral and he's going to take this whole situation and he's going to be like you know what all of this back here was all messed up I'm just going to decide here's the point that I'm taking it over at and I'm going to draw the line from there now as long as he's in charge of it it's going to be coherent with itself it's going to be in a cool direction Yeah. and I, I got all that I'm, I'm cool with all that but it's not necessarily going to match anything that ever came before. And I, I think that, I mean, it will, 
in in some small elements but it won't really be a whole coherent story and that's a little disappointing but at the same time i don't know if anybody could really uh incorporate everything that's occurred and and take it forward i i don't know if that's even possible well i mean it, he he's going to jj abrams did for star <coughs> he did for star trek what no one had ever been able to do you created a movie whether you like red matter or the timeline he created a movie that would that gained the interest that revitalized the franchise had it been handled properly the next movie the next three movies were garbage but the next two movies were garbage but if he had continued with that style of filmmaking with better script he that one movie revitalized the franchise if and he if he i believe that he has the skill because the tropes are already there it, everything's there that you need you don't have to it, it doesn't take a, i can write i can write that new movie myself just in five minutes the rise of skywalker skywalker comes a, a skywalker um did not die he faded away but he teleported to someplace else and he wakes up naked someplace that's the fix the death of skywalker Kylo Ren, she finally she, she gets trained. Suddenly, wait, wait. Suddenly, you got this girl who's better than all the Jedi before her, and she suddenly doesn't need to be trained by any master because she already knows what to do, and she's very powerful. But that force has not does not need to grow within her. You notice they showed her, and the force never grew within her. But every in other every other movie, though, you had to become strong in the force. <coughs> She's suddenly already strong in the force. Well, um, there is a, at least a little bit of an explanation for that. There were no other Jedi's except for Skywalker. So the force um, concentrates more when a person when there when there's no com- competition so that's why the sith you know were always more powerful than the jedis they only had two because there were only two and the jedis spread the force out among all of them now i I do agree that it was not um it was not well written the character development was very uh on off switch instead of gradual he's going to fix because he's a because he's a great guy Uh uh-huh he's going to fix the tropes that men are evil and that women are good or that all men are evil and stupid and all women are good and smart. You know, he's going to fix that trope because that that, that's what the last, last the Star Wars movie said, that men are idiots and, and cowards and that all, and women are smart. Well, and I mean, all, Luke I, Skywalker I, stood up against the oncoming, you know, onslaught of whatever, right? I mean, like, so... Yeah, after he... After he spent the whole movie um, um, sniveling like a sniveling scared little boy, scared That's little pup. That's um, true. So, I mean, that, but but that, and then he finally, and when he did it, he killed himself. So, <laughs> well, he did he? I mean, that's. I, I think a lot uh, of people have pointed that out. They said, "Well, you know, we never saw him die. Exactly. We just saw him disappear. Exactly. So I'm hoping so, that he comes naked someplace. You see him without his clothes, going, <sighs> waking up and some waking up someplace where he's needed. Yeah. Well. Um, I'm not necessarily hoping for the naked scene, but you know if that's what you want to see, that's then I not mean... what I want to see. But he <laughs> left. Please, I need to I'm correct just... it. He left his clothes. I'm sorry, but I so just... he has to wake up naked for that to count. For the he can't go up where he, he can't have his clothes on 
went 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 because he left he he disappeared out of his clothing you know well now i'm i'm thinking that he became one with the force and that wherever he comes back next time, like maybe he can bring some force clothes back or something. Okay, okay. I mean, I, just it doesn't have to be. I, you naked. know, I'm not mad at you, but I mean, it, that would be that would be continuity. Um, the the he's going to restart the Jedi Order. That uh-huh. would be a fix. Um, a, a, the, he's going to start restart the Je- Jedi Order. Um, that's a fix that Abram can do. Um, I, I'd write that. I'd write that right in. Um, all of the the love relationship between the uh, we, we we're gonna make what's his name we're gonna make the we're gonna explain why what's the what's the uh, black guy's name uh mm, I'm thinking Mace Windu but that's not right uh you're talking about um Lando Calrissian no 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 no, oh. no. the other one oh the the new uh, the new guy I don't know I forgot his name but we're gonna actually make him not a coward. Okay. <laughs> and who, who runs away? We're gonna make. I liked the, that he was he, funny. He had a little bit of uh, character development, but I mean, he was. He okay. So here's the thing: like he, from his perspective, he is actually the only guy that I think his running away made sense because, from his perspective, he was sucked into, uh, conscripted into service for the Empire. And they actually were able to force him to do what they wanted against his will. So he's like, so when he got a chance to get away, he had been enslaved, like not just physically, but mentally. So when he got a chance, he ran. And I would, I would not I'm fault talking about anybody his for running that. from the good guys. Well, but he didn't when really she stopped know him from, guys. When she stopped him from defecting. And she's, and then he goes and does the. I'm going to save my life, and he can't even do that right. She saves him from. Never mind. Right? No, no. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you know, at that point, she's trying to take him back to fight the people who had actually been able to capture his mind. Like from his perspective, there's no way to fight the Empire. Look, you can't fight them. They're just too big. You just have to run away from them. I mean, that's not unrealistic. If you think that six weeks. It's a good watch this turn watch watch this uh, this, uh, this waypoint. If you think that six weeks is good enough time for a victim to come forward, you can think the same way you can think that he's had more than enough time to resolve his issues and come forward and fight the enemy. I didn't even say come forward. What I'm saying is that if you are raped, you have six weeks to go and get the morning after pill or Plan B or any of those things. Okay, and you can get that. Over the counter now. If you had six weeks to do all that to trauma, that he's had more than six weeks to get over his trauma mm. and get his behind, get his behind out there and fight for the good guys. I'm not saying that at six weeks you're gonna be able to confront your rapist. I'm saying that at six weeks you will be able to go to a store and buy a pill that will make sure you don't get pregnant. Yeah, but for the sake of my argument, I love it. And so what I'm saying... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pointing out that the argument is invalid. Okay, you can say my argument's okay. flawed, but I like it. I, so he's had enough time to get himself together. He's just a coward. He, no, one I, man is a dumb, and we like him. He's great, but I like him. He's stupid, we like him. The other man is... The other man is a coward, and I figure, oh, golly. I mean... And so J.J. Abrams, who loves tropes, if you watch his movies, the characterization, uh, characterization 
beasts are very strong. Men Arch- are men. Archetypes. Women are men. Ar- he loves archetypes. He loves archetypes. And so he's going to go take back the archetypes that have been lost and reestablish them. And I think he can revitalize the series because they're going to do the Knights of the Old Republic next. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's and they were some vicious <coughs> Jedi back then. Well, that's that's actually really good. The Knights of the Old Republic. I would really love to see. You know what I'd love to see more than anything else is a story about Jedi. The character Jedi who was the first Force user in the Star Wars universe. And I really like that story because he used both the light and dark side of the Force. And then at some point after his death, they split into factions. And they weren't even originally at war with each other, right? They were just factions, right? You, some people would use the light side of the Force. Some people would use the dark side of the Force. And there were still some people who would just use both sides of the Force. That, I think, is... I think, you know, I personally kind of feel like I'm I'm the kind of guy who would want to use both sides of the Force. In other words, the Force is not good and evil. You filthy like Sith. Like dark and light. You yeah, I know. filthy Sith. I know, um, but the the force, the light side and the dark side of the force do not represent good and evil. They represent rationality and emotion. Like the light side that's is true. reason. No, that's that's in the canon. And the dark side is passion. Yeah. So the, I think that both are really necessary to be a, a whole person. Yeah. And I think that uh, we can't ignore our passions and emotions and feelings. And at the same time, we can't let them rule us to to the extent that the Sith allow passion to rule them. And you have to have the uh, the passion must inform the reason. The reason must inform the passion. Because the one was supposed to bring balance to the Force. Well, unfortunately, he did because he killed all but two of the Jedi. And there are two Sith and two Jedi. That's balance. So, <laughs> but he didn't like balance in in the sense that he didn't start using the force in balance which is really i think a more interesting concept which is i believe they're going to head to in some of the other movies if they, I, if they're smart they'll because if you look at the com i don't know if you've watched the cartoons so. i've wa- when, when yes uh, when when they end up into a, a world where, where the where the uh, where there were three good and bad and then a moderator remember that <coughs> well, dark and light. Dark and, then, and light, yeah. and then a moderator. Good and bad and a moderator, if you want to call them that. Uh-huh. Uh, dark and light and the moderator. And then you saw that when he said evil or Sith, and, he, and the guy said, you're so, your, your, force, your, 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 your uh, understanding of the force is so limited. And that's what, they're, that's what the canon is getting at. They're getting at there's a more balanced side of the force that we need to understand. And I think, and I say good or bad because in the end, the dark side killed the father. You know, uh-huh. and so and so that's what I'm saying because of the passion. So they even showed that to be a little evil, and that's what I'm saying. In that situation, the dark side was the bad side, the passionate side, right? And and, and to to the extent that if you understood force welders on the light side of the force were like priests. They couldn't marry. They had to give up all their possessions. They couldn't be in politics. They had to only be force welders, and they had to be they had to be asexual, yeah. these asexual beings. And all and of those could, rules, Anakin broke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and so and, and and so if you look at all of those, those 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 archetypes, that where he almost a priest or monk like um, existence to be dis- existence to become a force welder, I can understand why someone would prefer the dark side because I'm sure Palpatine had lots of girls, and women, 
mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure he had lots of girls. In fact, I would love to see if he had any children because none of their. I like to see the canon talk about Palpatine's children because I'm sure he had sex. Well, now that's interesting, and uh, I mean, yeah, like I'm sure he did. Exactly. I'm sure. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being with someone who could wield the Force? <laughs> well, no, but I can imagine that if I were writing about Palpatine's children, that he would find a woman who was who was strong in the Force. And um, would he want to have children? Yeah. Can you imagine the legacy of of having of, of having a son or daughter that's trained in the ways of the Force? In fact, if I was if if I were continuing mm. that whole theme, I wouldn't have used Han's son. I would have made the evil one. Um, I would have made the the, the, the antagonist. Well, it Palpatine. wasn't just it wasn't Palpatine. just Han's son. It was uh, it was also Leia's. Yeah, I would have made the, the the evil one Palpatine's seed or Palpatine's children. Ooh, what if Palpatine had huh. disguised himself and seduced Leia? All of that, <laughs> all of that is is for good is for good twists, and I believe that the canon could support Palpatine having children. But my point is that, uh, what I'm saying is that that uh, I could rewrite just that one thing, and then I would also show, within that trope, within within that uh, 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 script, I would also have I would also flash back to Jar Jar Banks, and Jar Jar Banks would still be alive, and he would be a Sith Lord. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? I, he would have been a Sith Lord, and I'd flash back to yes, my master. And he would he would, he would speak normally, right? With a slight right. accent, and then when then he oh, can you imagine the joy that would be for all the fans? Now that's how you that's how you add and, and contribute to canon. Yes, yes, exactly as I have foreseen. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> can you imagine that? I'd write that, and immediately people would be oh snap, oh man. Do you see what he did? That's awesome. And now you give someone somebody something someone to talk about. That's interesting. Not this, not <coughs> this, uh, uh, th- this uh, postmodern take, um, ignoring all the archetypes. Oh, I just, I just, I, I could spit. It just, it's so. It's, it's not even good for business. It's bad for business. What you're talking about? They're recognizing that we need to ignore what the what what the bean count what the uh, 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 protagonists uh, uh, what do they call the prognosticators are right. saying uh, and, and because they don't know and what they're the talking consultants. about and the consultants are saying we need to ignore them and go back to the old tropes the we'll old go archetypes back, oh yeah um, the timeless archetypes timeless yes. storytelling yes um, I think yeah we we you know we uh, we always seem to end up having that same conversation about how current storytelling is so terrible and you know what I just need to write my book this is, that's what I should do I should write one of the several books that I have in mind yeah do so I think we, we love good people <clears throat> inherently love good stories they want and so if you give them that that's why George Lucas did such a good job he created a space cowboy opera a space opera that had <laughs> cowboys and that had that had a young guy who's coming of age. I mean, how can you fail with that? And it even had pigs in space. It had pigs in space. Yeah. People, people speaking different languages. Mm. You had this dark. You had, a, <laughs> you had a villain who actually wore black. 
right? Um, you, you right. had you had you had the Machiavellian machinations. I mean, of the all F- black, all black. He and he <laughs> and he had ominous music. And, and he had ominous music. I mean, you have, of course, co- the the whole asthmatic breathing thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could dump it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's still it, through through a sound effect. <coughs> Yeah, you could establish that the character was there. I just <sighs> you did that, that breathing. You go, oh, wait a second, something's gonna you, happen. You know what's funny is that uh, a friend of mine uh, had a mother who had a breathing ar- apparatus. Yeah, and when she breathed at night, it sounded like that. Like it, it actually was an apparatus that was helping her breathe. It was a what positive airflow pump or whatever like that, and it actually sounded like the Darth Vader breathing. And I was like, oh my god. Your mom is Vader. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I probably it, took that a little too far for him, but I mean, I mean, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Your mom looks like Darth Vader. No, I mean, he's mysterious. I mean, Darth Vader. You don't see his face until the first few minutes of the final film. Uh-huh. So throughout the rest of the movie, you wonder what he looks like. He's a he's ba- he's bad to the bone. He kills high-ranking Imperial officers with more, no, no more concern than if he were spotting a fly. He's physically imposing. Um, oh, did you see that there was recently um, uh, a comic book where he killed a nurse who saw his face? Wow. Yeah. Well, now, you got to realize that this particular nurse was crazy. She actually was having these, like, fantasies about her and Vader being together. And... Uh, she thought that they had a relationship, but it was entirely in her imagination. So she ended up basically overstepping her bounds in a way that Vader did not appreciate. And so he just cut her down and then called some people to clean it up. Mm. I love Vader. He <laughs> is, he is. As a villain. As, as a, a villain. As a villain. He is one of the. Not necessarily as a uh, political figure. No. I don't think I'd vote for him. He is one of the best villains of all time and I was hoping that Snoke how they handle the villains I don't even know who he is I've seen all the video I've seen all the movies I still don't even know who he is how they handled Snoke yeah was the most the mishandling of a potential character uh, I mean of a potential of a potential I don't even I don't even I mean feel like I, I have no feelings about Snoke like he just he looked the part and he looked like he had a background and he looked like there was a story, and then there wasn't. That was so mishandled. I mean, so Abrams can fix all of I that. Think, I think uh, Jar Jar Binks was a better character than Snoke. Um, I agree. At least he had characterization. <laughs> in fact, if you, if you had done what I... In fact, you know what? I think that we need to write a Star Wars treatment. Mm. You know, I would do that, but... Um, just for the fun of it, just a treatment, not a full script, just a treatment where you make the, where you create the, 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 the outline of the plot. My plot would be Jar Jar Banks is discovered to be a Sith. Um, Luke, I would, I would totally agree with you. I would love to do that, but I just don't think there's any real point because I don't think any of those people know who we are. No, no, I, it wouldn't matter. We're not doing it for that purpose. We're just doing it for the fun of it. For, and for the fans, and, and yeah, for the fans to say Jar Jar Banks is a Sith. Uh, Luke reforms the school. Uh, Kylo Ren has some type of has some teacher of some sort. So mm. The black guy, I forget his name. Forgive me. Kylo Ren goes beyond the boundaries of the universe to find a force wielder who can teach him. Yeah, the ways. Like, yeah, and he he learns both 
how to wield the dark and the light and the side. the light side, yes. And, and because absolute power corrupts, he's still evil. Um, you, you, <laughs> have, you have, uh, uh, what's her name? Ren. She gets somebody to actually train her because she doesn't know everything. She needs to still learn. Look no, she's up. a woman. And women are naturally uh, omniscient. That's just how women. You, you don't know how to write women. Actually, you know, it's funny. Oh. You know, my favorite quote about writing women. I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. <laughs> uh, that wow. was. You remember that? That was. Um, yeah, I forgot who that was. Uh, uh, it, it, Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a great. That was a great. And, and the truth is, I've written some stories, and I do think of that when I'm writing the women. I I think, um, you know, I'm gonna. But you see, here's the thing. I do make them wiser, because women and I've said this before because wisdom is about feedbacks that you get from the world yeah, right yeah yeah and because women are not as strong even if they're really even if they're intelligent as we, we talked about the the pitfalls of being super intelligent but they're not as strong so they can't power through the universe or the the world the way that they would like to so they have to stop and they have to look at things and come to understand the world around them a little bit better and I think that one of the reasons that women do have the view of men that they're not as intelligent is because men are able to power through so many more things and if uh, you know if a woman is watching a man do something and the man is basically not demonstrating understanding of the task at hand but he just knows that if he puts enough force behind his will that he will accomplish what he wants then you know, at that point, a woman is looking at that and going, that's a stupid way of being. And I actually have looked at men the same way before. I've had the exact same experience. Uh, oddly enough, I had that experience not too long ago with my own dad. And so I'm sitting here looking at a problem and we had a tree that I had partially cut and it, the center of this tree was rotten, right? So it had fallen in the wrong direction and I was sitting there looking at this tree trying to figure out what we could do to uh, fix the problem and basically uh, not have it fall on anybody or fall in some bad direction or something like that and so my dad uh, took the tractor and he solved the problem with the tractor and the chain and I was kind of upset at him while he was doing it because I was like that's you don't understand the problem yet and you're gonna just yank on it with a tractor but it turns out it worked, you know? I mean, because he had applied uh, quite a bit of force to the problem and in a way that was uh, acceptable and didn't hurt anybody. Um, and so I was like, ah, all right, fine. I'll begrudgingly admit that that was okay. But, I mean, I really felt like we should understand the problem before we go forward. Uh, but he is used to using the tractor to solve his problems. He's used to having that tool. So he kind of had a better bead on how to solve that problem with that tool than I did because my uh, tool that I was going to use to solve the problem was relatively new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, that that's a great example of that. I and mean, if you look at uh, Batgirl uh-huh. in, in, and I'm go back to the beginning, if you look at Batgirl in The Killing Joke, mm-hmm. uh, they, they didn't like that Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, was hobbled by the Joker and made into and made into an inv- a crip- uh, made in made into someone who's disabled. I was an invalid, crippled, whatever. Made someone who's disabled, poor thing. 
right. because of the Joker, and then and she be simply came she simply became a plot point mm-hmm. to force Batman and to force <coughs> to uh, to uh, to aid in the relationship between Batman and the Joker. And what's really unfortunate is that people wanted this movie to empower Bat Batgirl, as as opposed to which is now we see the knee jerk reaction to that to that to that to that uh, cartoon, and now Batgirl's now taking over the Batcave. We might talked about knee jerk a couple shows ago. Knee jerk reactions uh-huh. to a problem where they just go on the long side. Now she's a lesbian since two zero six. Now she's taking over Batman's work. How can you walk? Isn't that she's a family member? And there was um, you know, like Batman has trained at least three replacements. Exactly, Robin, and Nightwing. I mean, his son, his own son, Damien. Right, right, and, <laughs> and she's just so, a cousin. Exactly, and and well, they've all all three of the replacements were at one point called Robin, right? So then one of them turned into Nightwing. One of them had another uh, uh, code name. Um, and if you look at the Teen Titans, like there's a Robin in the Teen Titans that is very uh, well uh, versed in and the leader. Yeah, and he's a leader and all that kind of stuff. And so the idea that instead of all the all those men um this woman who has never really had a relationship with batman and never got trained uh would be all the one all of a sudden the one taking over wait 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 she she she's she was wasn't she a special forces woman who's just came back from from working in special forces and and like Batman was trained by Rachel Gould. There is no such thing as a woman in special forces. I'm just gonna lay it out for you right now. There has not been a woman in the SEALs. There has not been a woman in Marine Recon. That you know of. They, <clears throat> and if they were, no, if because they, if they were smart, they wouldn't. I wouldn't let you know about it either. But nonetheless, um, none of them have been able to pass those those okay. trainings. Okay, well, okay, let's move on. But the, but my point is that she wasn't in special force. Well, she can be Batman. She can be in special forces. So anyway. A woman in special forces. I mean, think about it. Now she's taken over. She's she. Now you know you know Alfred. You know the story of Alfred. Well, Alfred is an agent. He was uh, an agent in in England. So now she's. Oh, that movie is coming out. Oh, okay. So now you have Alfred, who's an agent. I she, actually, it took me a bit because he's like James Bond. It's the movie is called Pennyworth, right? And I was like, who's this Pennyworth character? Like, I've never seen Pennyworth in my entire life. Why is why are they making a movie about him? Why is it? And, but then I find out it's Alfred Pennyworth, who is Batman's butler, and they're going to actually go through and give us some of his backstory. He's an agent. I don't know that I care that much about Alfred. I know we do not, but think of it this way. Yeah. Um, he's an agent. Now, she's walking into an agent who has control of... Uh, well, now, the, the Alfred in her, uh, in the new Batwoman, he's a young guy. He's just a young genius inventor type he's not old enough to be the Alfred yeah well they it's the CW they can't have some old guy in the CW the CW is all about young hip um, Alfred Jr. then Alfred's son mm, he's a different race He's a different race. He the new Alfred is black and young and a genius inventor. Why do you need a black 
and young Alfred. You already have a black and young Eustace's son, who was the who worked you for Wayne Wayne need Wayne anything. Corporation. No, no, no. But I'm saying you already have a a smart black guy who was Eustace, who made all the gadgets, and and his and he had children. He actually had a son. So I'm curious. Why wouldn't you use him to make all the use his son to make all the gadgets? Maybe and then, and then have Alfred maybe had a son with a with another <clears> agent <throat> who now took over from Alfred to help because their family was dedicated to the Bruce line, and uh, then you have Alfred taking out the other Alfred taking over Alfred Jr. and so okay, so who's running the mansion? Alfred. Alfred is is basically running the mansion. The young, the young Alfred. The young Alfred. Yeah, as far as I can tell, I mean that's, but uh, you know they've only shown a little bit. That must be Alfred. That has to be. Tell me that. <clears throat> no, it's not even Alfred Junior. You could actually. That's not true because if you sleep with a black woman, you can have an Alfred Junior who's black. That's possible. So it's possible. It's possible. So if the Alfred is black, you can you can have a. I suppose we'll have to wait until they give us his backstory and tell us. Uh, if he's the real Alfred, or if they just retconned Please everything, or don't let it be a black Johnny, like a black Johnny Storm. Please don't do it. <laughs> Please don't do it. Well, and I, and I'm all for I'm all for as I said, character. You know, adding diversity when it when mm. when it works. Right, right, right. You know, there's now, nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that. But my, to, to make Alfred black now, why Alfred got to be black? You got a gay woman. Batgirl. Right, but this is the now thing. Now you got like, a black guy. They literally think that this is what matters to the story is diversity. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't necessarily care about the diversity or the the characters. Like, I mean, they're characters that we know for a long time. But I'm I'm okay with letting. Like specifically, I got to tell you this. When when Nick Fury, uh, they announced that it was going to be, uh, what should we call it? Samuel uh, Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I remember thinking that it was wrong or not perfect or not ideal, but I was like, you know what? I can let that go. I'm still going to go see the movies because I love them. But the thing is, that became one of my favorite characters, and I can't imagine anyone else playing Samuel Jackson or uh, anyone other than Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury at this point. I can can imagine a few guys. Okay, maybe I could if I really tried, but I think that uh, Samuel Jackson... Did he he embodied the role? He did a great job I at agree. it, and and so I mean I'm I'm even okay with, and I'm willing to let them say okay Alfred's black now, but then I wonder why is he a genius, young, good looking, rather well rather attractive and and probably gay inventor, you know, <laughs> I know like see that's the thing like they um. They brought a character into the CW that was uh, a black gay man who was, and I remember that. I was, it, it became a soap opera. It became a soap opera, and it got so convoluted and complicated that I just said, you know what, I'm not gonna watch it anymore. I loved Arrow first couple of seasons. Yeah, me too. I loved also, Flash first couple of seasons. Also, and I'm just like, at this point, I can't watch those anymore because it's just too much about the drama of their lives. And it's a drama that's unconnected to the superpowers or the stories or anything like that. It's just all this drama that they're bringing into it because it's it's for teenagers and teenagers love drama. And I'm like, you know, this is this is what they did 
to Superman. This is what they did to Clark. Uh, remember the Smallville? Yes. Yeah, basically that's what they, they brought in all these other characters and then they created drama and then, you know, and I'm like, I just, at about season five, I was like, why can't Superman fly yet? Like, what's what's the problem? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. it's too much drama. That's and they're bringing that in and that's, that is the CW's go-to. Like, in, in the people that are doing that, that's all they know how to do. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not getting... Um, that's not getting them uh, lower ratings at this point because there's always more teenagers, right? I mean, teenagers, like, I got tired of it, but there's always somebody else coming along behind me who's that age and is going to watch it. So, I don't know. I mean, if you, I guess if you always target the young, dumb, and, and uh, um, full of energy, then you're going to you're going to find that there's always people who are young, dumb, and full of energy to watch your... Uh, young, dumb, full, young, dumb, <laughs> full of energy shows. I, you know what? Yeah. I, I don't even mind the young, dumb, and full of energy. Just... I mean, but in Supergirl, mm. I'm, I'm bouncing, but I mean, this is, these, these are examples of crap. When, mm. when Supergirl... Well, you know what I think they're, they're banking on here? And they showed this... They actually showed this in the preview. There was a lesbian kiss in the preview. I think they're banking on the idea that people are going to want to see more of that and guys definitely will they'll, they'll look at that and go oh yeah because they have this you know we've talked about this a little bit they have this idea that like well you know they're they're there and they, they like each other and if I could get with one of them I could get with both of them and that's what they think well I mean Supergirl you know we go back a couple that of seasons was a couple of seasons terrible. ago when you know how she how she defeated the evil men, the evil people. You know what she did? She said, we, we need to have heart. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. She's freaking Tinkerbell, man. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. She was like Peter Pan trying to I, save I, Tinkerbell. I couldn't believe she said heart. They uh -huh. wrote that. Some idiot thought that out and said, you know what? That's not the worst Supergirl thing. Supergirl. That's not is, the worst thing they did. And then she beats ba Superman. That's not even the worst thing they did. Wow. They said that the S on her chest stood for stronger together. At the middle of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign where her motto was stronger together. And then they had a female president on that same show. And it was like... And it, w it was um, the woman who used to play Wonder Woman. And that was when I said, oh, I guess I can't watch this one anymore either. Boom. Like, it just... And it wasn't like I said, I'm not going to watch this because I'm mad at them. I said, I'm not going to watch this because it has become absolute trash. And I can't... It's, it's, and it's not... It's not... Keep in mind, it's not trash. Yeah, it is. Because we... Because I might disagree with where you're going. Right. Okay. There are a lot of plot twists that I disagree with for great shows. Sure. Sure. It's not that. It's about. <clears throat> it's about the the heavy-handed lack of plot, heavy, lack of heavy story, handed lack of character uh, development. That way that they're that they're that they're that they're spoon that they're. Mm -hmm guzzling these the the, the <laughs> acidity of these tropes down my down my throat I mean at least the homosexual movement would have had attractive at, at first the homosexual movement had very attractive characters 
it was the gay friend that you could count on. It was yeah, it was a, it was a gay guy who the gay guy who you could tell your all your problems to, and uh-huh. he, he would tell you how to dress. When girl, you need not with those eyebrows, you know. So he'd help the women out type thing, and and it was the they were the gay friends, and, and you know that the, queer eye for the straight guy show is still on the air. Yeah, I mean, so it was those type of shows, and you could say okay, that's a trope that is that that we can get we can understand and get with okay there's a gay guy who was going to help her do so and so okay that's fine i i might disagree with the trope but i can i it makes sense it's rational but when you when you start making when you start you take that postmodern intersection intersectionality trope and then you start you start beating bad guys with heart I don't. I, I, I just. I'm lost. I, I just. I don't. I don't know what you're thinking. And with all the money that you're making, is that what you come up with? Heart. That's how you destroy a bad. The bad people. Heart. So you know what? I'm. The <clears> next <throat> time somebody's shooting at me. Well, don't let them shoot you in the heart. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna you say. Need, you know you what? Need that to beat them. You don't. You know what? We're gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna beat you with heart. Well, uh, you know, I think we're. I think we've. We've. We've really talked this out. We've, we've explained what we think about it. I think it's a bad idea. I don't think that this particular show is gonna do very well. I think that. Um, you know they've got comp- they've got uh, controversy on both sides now. So they've got people saying she's not lesbian enough. You got other people saying that hey, listen, I'm I'm tired of seeing all this. Um, you know, I think that they need to actually go back and figure out what story they're going to tell. They need to tell a story that people can either relate to or like. I mean, I don't have to necessarily relate to a story about a a billionaire who has a bunch of gadgets but I have to like the guy like um, Iron Man is a great example I liked him I loved what he did with his stuff I liked him right they need somebody that you can like I don't like at this point really any of their characters their arrow is um, you know a dumbass their uh, their flash is a emotionally inept individual their um, you know, all of the things that they're doing, and it is the whole CW Arrowverse, and, and I'll include Supergirl in this whole thing. Um, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where it's not fun to watch those shows anymore. Guardians. Remember Guardians? Um, which one? I'm thinking Guardians of the Galaxy. And no, like, the Guardians, when they're not here, they're not heroes. They're legends. Sorry, legends, I mean. Oh, the legends, yes. Yes. Uh, oh. That got really bad too. They was like they were, they were too villainous. They were too petty and like they couldn't get out of their own way to be a great group. I mean, it would be cool if like they were a decent group and then occasionally they made some kind of a petty quip and I'd be like, okay, whatever, that's cool. But they just were they were actually petty. They were actually they actually didn't really care enough about each other. They actually were. Um, selfish jerks. So I mean that, and that is that is kind of the 
the CW curse, right? The CW problem is that they don't write characters very well. They don't write stories very well. And they throw a lot of drama and a lot of twists and a lot of like, well, what if what if just we make this person gay? And what if we do this? And what if we have these two people, uh, you know, let's have them fight and then get together and then fight and then get together. So you'll never know any given episode, whether they'll be fighting or getting together or if, oh, let's have this person reject this person and then finally come around only to have the other person reject them back and then like oh my goodness just stop there's nothing here there's nothing here there's no overarching story a a love interest only matters if the story around the love interest is worth telling and that's you know um Clark Kane, uh, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane, right? I mean, that's a great love story. It is, but only if there's other story around it. So anyway, there's 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 nothing with those stories, and, and you really have to, you know, at this point, I don't see adults watching it. I see kids watching it. I see teenagers watching it, and if you're really into it, like I, I mean. I remember when I was a kid and I was really into some of these stories. Then, yeah, it's it's something you watch every week. But other than that, man, I just uh, I don't see it being worthwhile, and I don't see it standing the test of time. I don't think people are going to keep that around for for decades and so forth because it's it's about those things. It's not going to have a cult following, right? You know, and think I think about what you said. I didn't see the preview. I must confess, but the fact that she says the bat suit is not fixed until a woman wears it is exactly what I'm against in if you in order to, if in order to make you feel good about yourself you have to denigrate me right that really <clears throat> tells me that tells me how insecure you really you really are yeah so she said specifically she said I need you to fix this suit and the young Alfred says that suit is literal perfection and her response is, well, when it fits a woman, it will be. I, you know, so my, my, um, uh, the, somebody came up with this and he said, okay, it should have, here's what it should have been. It should have been, Alfred, you need to fix the Batcave. And he says, the Batcave is literal perfection. And she would respond, when it's a kitchen, it will be. <laughs> they deleted that comment. That was the highest rated comment on YouTube for a while. You know, for a long time. I mean, you know, but I mean, when you think about this, you have to ask yourself, you know, how far are you going to go, man? How far are you going to take this garbage before you begin writing story? As I said They're earlier, committed to it. Absolutely all the way. Before, before you realize that 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 you have five point four you have five point four percent maybe high six percent gay people in America and they're not even all the same type of gay um, and then you have and so so you so you, so you don't have a, a population that can support you number two you do have of some liberals and conservatives those who agree with intersectionality and postmodernism but the fact is that how you're building these shows will never be more important, as you said earlier, a few minutes ago, as a great story. 
and you'll do better. Remember I said about the how the, the homosexuals were brought into television? They did a great job at cre- they never showed a gay kiss. They never show all they showed was a gay person doing nice things. And the same way they brought black people into television before, they at never first. At first, that's what I'm saying. They never showed a black person kissing a white woman. It was always a black friend who'd help you. You know, and then the same thing they did with the homosexual was a great way to bring them in. And then and then and and, and they were stories that you could mm-hmm. relate to and uh, and and you could understand that and then blacks became prevalent and they started having their own shows and now you have the you know the same thing with homosexual that's how you that's how you break a character in but you make that attractive you make your writing attractive so that someone can say hey that's not too bad you know what it's, you know what there's a black person on television it's not going to kill me um there's there's a homosexual person on television okay it's not going to kill me i'm not going to die because of this okay i can get with it but the way they're writing these these new characters as you said it just ain't rise that's not that's not how you break people into television yeah it's uh it's it's not good storytelling and i think that really that's what we need we need to see more good storytelling well, out I'll, in the world I'll, I'll solve the problem i'm going to give you the batwoman even if she's gay uh-huh batwoman is gay let me tell you how she becomes batwoman this is just off the cuff Oh, I'll tell you. She, I'll tell you a better story. She, she. Well, we, I'll get, get, you tell you. You tell yours. I'll tell mine. Okay. This is this is, and, and even if you're gonna make her gay. Um, old Alfred has been teaching his son the ropes. Mm. Uh huh. Maybe he marries a black woman and they have a black child. I can deal with that. Sure. Old Alfred is teaching his son the ropes, along with Eustace, who was Eustace's son. Who was the genius behind all of Wade, all of Wayne Tech? You oh, you're trying to fix their plot holes, but exactly. That's go how ahead, you, that's go how ahead. That's how you do that. Okay, so then I can I can deal with that. <laughs> so then now he's been he's he's the heir apparent of taking care of the way of, of of the of the the the, the uh, cowl of Batman. <coughs> right. Okay. So all of the other gentlemen who would normally be Batman are asked. To continue to take up the cowl, and for every re- whatever reason, Nightwing wants to stay Nightwing. Damien, Batman's son, is unavailable. He's now he's he's back training with the with the with the uh, with with the with Rachel Gould. The Navy Seals. With with, with, with Rachel Gould and those people, because he's he was trained. Um, he was trained up that sure. that. Robin might be dead because Damien came after Robin was killed by Rachel Gould. By the way. Um, oh, I thought uh, the Joker killed Robin. Um, in some one show, Rachel Gould was sad about killing Robin. So yes, he, but they resurrected him after Rachel Gould killed him. That's but, probably. but when Joker killed him, he stayed dead. Okay, so then let's say maybe Robin is dead now. Okay, you can say that Robin is dead, but Damien's still around someplace. Um, and none, but none of them are available to take the cowl. And then you hear a show about. Then you hear a show about. Um, Batgirl, ba- no, so I didn't hear a show about what happened to the cousin. Um, Alfred contacts her, the old Alfred, his last, in the first two scenes, he's around. He contacts her and says, Listen, we'd like you to begin training. He, he explains who Bat, Bat, Batman and Batwoman is through a, through a show or two. She's shocked. He, she, she, she said, he shows her the Batcave. She says, You mean to tell me my cousin Bruce all this time was, oh, I can't believe it. And then he says, we need to begin training you to take up the the mask of the bed cow. Yeah, she is really entitled. Now that you pointed out, like, 
She should have been shocked that this stuff existed. There you go. She is extremely entitled to be like, oh, this exists. Well, you should definitely make this for me now. Like this, I I should be doing all of this now. Yeah, this is this is definitely my cave now, and I I own this cave, and uh, that's my suit, and you need to fix it for me. And like that whole thing, that is extreme entitlement. As I write this, as I'm writing this off the cup, do you see how much how better that that works? would be extremely that would be a lot better. Yeah, I'll I, tell you what it would be, works. What would be really good? Let me hear yours. What do you got? Okay, so she I'll take all your stuff as basis, right? So. She's, but she's gay, and she goes and saves her, um, her friend, and then as she starts to think about things, right, and she starts to think about the, the reality of the world and the differences between men and women, and she starts to turn straight, and that, she starts to have these fantasies about you know being straight, and then and then I meet her. And I turn her straight. That's the better story right there. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that would work out really well for you. You're like Kramer. You know, um, other men are chasing them away, and you're bringing them back. That's right. <laughs> you're the redeemer. I, you know. <laughs> back uh, into the, our, our team. You're, you're in the, 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 you know, they, they've got players on our team, on their team, but you're bringing them back to our team. You know, uh, you know what? I can say that, as you said earlier, you're going to hear this again from us. Stop making stories for this time and make stories for all time. Yeah. Hey, signing off. This is the Lou. I'm here with the great Dave. This is the great Dave, the uh, the uh, uh, redeemer of lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Hey, I got to go. Speak to you later. Man. Talk to you later, man. Trending insurrection.